Okay, I had to sign up for David's bridal account to be able to order my uh, address for my friend's wedding that's coming up in May. The one that we're in together or the other one? The other the one. one in May. Duh. I'm yeah. <laughs> um, I shouldn't speak to myself that way, but <laughs> <laughs> radical self-care. <laughs> like me buying Twilight so that I'll have five fucking copies of the first one. Right? <laughs> Because it was seven fifty, and it came with all the extended editions of the first three and a digital code. Anyway. Hang on. Let me do the introduction. Because we okay. got like in, all into our Despicable Me conversation last week before I did the introduction. So hang oh. on. So you are listening to Talk Cricket, <laughs> the social justice and comedy podcast where two friends laugh, cry, and rage about an unspeakable subject. All right. Tell your story. Okay, so... Sorry, I'm Carrie. <laughs> I'm Kay. Okay, Kay, tell me and your story. <laughs> I did something super embarrassing, I but it. I think it's going to be a good thing. Okay. <laughs> so, I signed up for David's bridal account, and they asked me when the wedding was. And so I put the date of the wedding. That's my friend's wedding that I'm in. Yeah. So they've been sending me all these emails about, like, wedding DJs and stuff. And, and you know, that's fine. That's fine. Because they think you're their bride. But. <laughs> and now I wouldn't. Ha- this wouldn't have happened to me if it were actually my wedding. Okay. That's I, fair. I won. I was one of 20 winners to win. Shut your face. No. No, hold on. Hold on. Let me pull it up. Because I was laughing so fucking hard. I won. Anyway, I won this like spa day for myself and eight other people. Can you give it to Kita? I I think that's what I'm gonna try to do. I'm gonna call him and be like, "Am I still allowed?" Because like, oh, it's no. technically not my wedding, and it would be really embarrassing if I just showed up with all y'all and they were and like, they "But it's not." Like you were the bride. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. You. Um, you took that away from some beautiful bride. <laughs> I didn't mean to. But no, she she fucking says. The one time you have good luck. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Broad, Kaylin. <laughs> I, I don't know if I can even fucking. Okay, so I picked up a Cosmo for the first time in like 10 fucking years. Mm-hmm. Um. <coughs> oh my god, this is perfect. I just oh wanted gross. to read something that was really silly in here, but I was in the table of contents because I'm trying to find the page. And guess yeah. what page love and sex is on? 69. Fuck yeah, it's on page 69. <laughs> they don't mess around. Long pig lover 69. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> pig lover 69. <laughs> Hashtag not a witch. Okay. Um, Hashtag proposed Dan, but no, not really. Not, no, no more. <laughs> Sorry, I'm in the early stages of wine and crime. No more proposed Dan. Yeah. Uh, I can't find it. Oh, here it is. 116. So they did this on another podcast not too long ago, and it made me laugh so hard. And I just wanted to see if I c- if we could repeat the fun a little bit mm-hmm. because we're because of our topic this week. So. Oh, yeah. Go ahead and play us in, and I'll find this real quick. So, our topic this week is... um, I'm also sick, by the way. I'm so sorry for interrupting you for the billion and a half time. It's okay. But that's why I sound like a man. You do not sound like a man. Or like I have tampons in my nose. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Um, so sorry. 
<laughs> but we we are talking about um female medical issues that are not really talked about and um vaginas yes. that's what we're talking about uh drink your tequila yeah i'm not i'm about to have a really not fun time with my vagina i have to um i have to have a hymenectomy which is just as fun as it sounds um my vagina is too small so they have your to your vagina isn't too small no my your opening i thought you said was too small those are two different things well Oh, okay. We'll just. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, I'm just to not get into the gory details. My vagina's too small, and they have to open up my hymen, and they, I guess, my vagina just tried to hide itself, and um. Jesus Christ! People need to use condoms. What in the hell? Okay, so the, on the top, on the. Oh my God. Um, but they have to do that, and then they have to fix one of my labia, because it, it tried to hide everything down there, and it's real fun. And I'm a little nervous, so I'm drinking tequila. Oh, this is upsetting. It's not funny. Aw. It's upsetting. So the title on the front was this, because you know how Cosmo is. It's the most hilarious thing of all time, where they try to make some new crazy sex thing on the front of the magazine. Mm -hmm. And I used to be so excited when I was in college, because I never was allowed to read anything like that when I was in high school, because I grew up in a super conservative household. So I got real excited when I could buy a Cosmo and like <laughs> read all the dirty stuff. And then like I got it, like once I became sexually active, I started reading that stuff, and I was just like, none of this is necessary, and this is the same shit over and over again. It's just sex, dude. Like, yeah. nothing has changed since cave times. Like, let's <laughs> be real. It's not that fancy. Yeah. So it's always like, oh, the new thing to do in the fall, and it's like, just have a deer watch you. Like, oh. <laughs> that was one. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> doing, yeah, was like doing it in the open while you're camping, which I've done. It's amazing. But just make sure nobody's around. I mean, there's that. Yeah. But like, it literally, Don't bring picture, other people into your kink unless they've said yes. The, the, picture, the picture was of these two people fucking in a lake. And a deer head was like popping up out of the reeds watching. And I was just Gross. Like, what is this craziness? And That's then, not fair to that deer. He should have been able to say no. He was an un unintentional voyeur. Um, <laughs> and then on Whining Crime not too long ago, they read some really silly things on their, like, um, their Valentine's Day episode. And one was about, like, how to seduce a man. And it was, like, draping yourself in sushi and inviting him over for his super exciting snack and stuff like that. And I was like, is this is what, we, this is what we've come to in the last <laughs> 10 years since I bought a Cosmo? <laughs> oh, my God. Like, we've gone from... Fuck in a lake and let a deer watch to drape <laughs> yourself in sushi. <laughs> because I'm pretty sure just being naked is enough for most people. Yeah. If you have to drape yourself in sushi for him to get excited, you need to find someone else. There was stuff in there about like licking between his toes and stuff. And I was like, okay, who have they hired? <laughs> All of the they have a foot fetish. Everything on the list was like, I could imagine if a person did all of the things on this list, that guy would run for the fucking hills. Like immediately within the first five seconds, he'd be like, "I've caught a crazy one. I'm out. Like <laughs> I'm throwing her back. You know, 
I do not need this fish. Invite him over for dinner and then buy a sushi box from the supermarket, strip naked and drape it all over yourself and then pose and let him come in and enjoy his surprise. Like, what the fuck? I've never had to do that. Ever. No. If I walked in... If I walked in on that, I would probably I walk would right the fuck out. And be like, you've wasted good sushi, bye. <laughs> like, <laughs> I have seen that on some trashy show uh, where there was like, like that was the dinner or something like that. The entertainment was like they hired sushi models <gasps> or something. Yeah, I saw that too. Yeah, and they and like, I don't know what it was. Sushi on them and they like have to lay there all night while people mm-hmm. eat off of them. Which, I mean, make a buck. Do you. But, yeah. I mean, that just seems so excessive <laughs> and so lavish. But so the front cover story said, the sketchy sex habit your friends won't admit to. And it's just about why people aren't using condoms anymore, which is really depressing. And I thought it was going to be funny. So, Aw. Well, at least Gina's should, on should, the front. You should use condoms if, if, you're, if, you're, if you have multiple partners. That's just yeah. smart. Yeah. <laughs> But you no, should use it. condoms, I'll, period, no. unless you're trying to have a baby. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you do you, if you're married, whatever. Yeah. And well, you know yeah. That person isn't, it's mainly, I'm just saying, because you want to prevent STIs. STDs. Yeah, and whether you want to permit, prevent pregnancy or not, I think the, the risk of STIs is, is a little higher, so. Yeah. yeah. That just That's what made me sad. And it was just like, like, the reasons are so stupid. It's like, I'm not worried about STIs. Why wouldn't you be worried about that? Right? And then the other one is, uh, my partner doesn't insist we use one. I don't know if this is women saying this or men. Ugh. But take, you should take responsibility for your own sexual health. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. and um, I hate throwing them away as the, <laughs> as the other one. Like... I mean, I'm all for being environmentally friendly, but again, <laughs> I don't know. It was just really upsetting. I don't know what to say to that. Like, <laughs> do you also hate throwing away? I don't, I don't know. know. I mean, I, I don't hate know. throwing things away. I do too. We don't have waste collection out here. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. You don't want to keep a condom. A huge time saver. Is he a good kisser? Well, so we watched some really awesome movies this weekend. That's oh my we god, yes. Before we started recording, and I was like, we need to record because we're about yeah. to have a really good conversation. We watched Captain Marvel twice. It's balls. This is coming out like two weeks after it came out, but we went twice opening weekend. Yes, we did. Um, support. Represent. <laughs> yes it is my favorite fucking marvel movie and she is my favorite superhero ever me too Absolutely. she she has given me so much courage in myself and mm-hmm. like so much awareness of the power of friendship and absolutely um it's just I cried both times that we saw it. I love it so much. I love her and her friend. I think that that is the purest friendship I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. And it's a really good, I don't know, it's just. Well, I love that it wasn't a love, it wasn't a romantic love story. Yeah. That's what I was really afraid, which 
nothing against Wonder Woman, but that was my one complaint. But also, yeah, it kind of needed to be there because she like didn't know what a man was. You know what I'm saying? Or whatever. Yeah. Chris Pine. Look at Chris Pine. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. But um, so we also watched I Feel Pretty at the same time. Well, not at the same time, but we watched <laughs> it this weekend as well. Cause yeah. We had a little sleepover and we watched mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff. Um, if you guys haven't seen that, ha- sh- shout out to Amy Schumer. She's incredible yeah. and so talented. And she knows how to just hit the nail on the head with like real issues mm-hmm. that nobody wants to talk about, which is right up our alley. Yeah. Paired with the most amazing humor, especially cringy humor in this yeah. one. This was <laughs> the secondhand embarrassment was literally almost too much for both of us. Yeah. Like, I I, we like, almost had to turn it yeah, off. Okay, looked like, at me at one point and she was like, I don't know that I can make it through this movie. And I was like, no, no we're, we're doing, doing this. this. <laughs> <laughs> Strap in. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> I don't know, it just, it was such a powerful movie for me because not feeling pretty has been something that has been a severe, a severe, I don't know how to say it. Insecurity or. Yeah, Yeah, it's. It's been a driving force for me most of my life as well. Mm -hmm. And like, I have this horrible inner self voice that. Yeah, we both do. It's really bad. I haven't been able to stop. And it was just, it was so cool because that's something that I've never seen. Like, no one has done it as well as she did. No, she really found a way to really show all of it. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing I admire so much about Amy Schumer is that she's not a traditional beauty and she fucking owns it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what makes her gorgeous and awesome and real. And I just love her. We've got to watch her leather special. Yeah. I'm going to watch it again before her new special comes out on the 19th. <laughs> it's so, she's amazing. Oh, wait. So this is going to air. Oh, no. It'll already have been out. So go watch yeah. your special on Netflix. I'm sure it's amazing because she's amazing. Yeah. Um, My biggest takeaway from both of those, unless you're not finished. Oh, you go ahead. Okay. My biggest takeaway from both of those was how well they both meshed because like, so so here was our timeline. We went and saw it the thurs- Thursday night, opening weekend, mm-hmm. um, opening night. And I kind of had some time to process it. And I just, I always get so excited the first time I go see Marvel movies or even, you know, Fantastic Beasts, Harry Potter, any of that. I get so excited the first time and there's so, that you know, you've got the crowd and everyone's into it and you feel yeah. all the energy and you miss things and you just are so excited by and overwhelmed by how awesome it is that I miss things. And sometimes it's hard to really process all of the dialogue and all of the themes. So I really like to go see it really soon, like a second time after. That's why I like when I watch a TV show, like if I binge watch something, I'll usually I'll restart it again mm-hmm. just so I can pick up foreshadowing and so that I can really like, I just like to analyze things. So yeah. um, <laughs> that's what alert. I did with Hill House. Yeah. Oh, my God. Brilliant. Mm-hmm. Anyway, though. We'll have to have like a a whole other conversation about that show. That is perfection. They're making a second season. I don't I'm want so them excited. to make a second season. What are they gonna do anyway? I don't. I don't know. It'll a, be. It'll be great. I'm sure. <laughs> I hope so because the first one was brilliant. Um. Anyway, though, so my biggest takeaway, we went and saw. Well, first of all, we went and Kay and I watched I Feel Pretty, um, mm-hmm. on Saturday night, and then we went and saw. Captain Marvel again Sunday morning. So we watched I Feel Pretty. And the whole theme behind, like, just let, like, what if we were all, what if we all let go of everything that we're insecure about and we were, we just let ourselves be ourselves? 
really struck home with me like what it because I we both do like I know I for one I suffer through so many insecurities and so much self-doubt and so much anxiety like if we both didn't have those same issues I don't think this podcast would have happened no because we both (laughs) know how to lean on each other really well yeah Um, and I mean like we've had days even this week where we both had to be like quit letting your anxiety get in front of you yeah and Look at the real picture. Look at what's going on yeah. and make logical sense of what's happening. Yeah. And. But the whole theme, the the biggest thing, the thing that always makes me cry when I, that made me cry. I shouldn't say always. I've only seen it <laughs> twice. But the part that got me every single time in Captain Marvel, spoiler alert, is when she's fighting off the, the intelligence and she says, I've been fighting with one hand tied behind my back. What happens when I'm finally set free? And then she fucking destroys and kicks ass. Oh, yeah. And it's incredible. She scares the shit out of Ronan. Like, he's just like, okay, well, fuck. Yeah, fucking Ronan. And he's (laughs) just like, okay, bye. You know? And, like... uh, And those two puzzle pieces clicked together for me. And it was like, we've all been fighting with one hand behind our backs. All of us who are too afraid that we're not pretty enough or not good enough or too weird or whatever, you know, like, what if we all just let it go? Yeah. I don't mean to make you cry. um, I'm so sorry. But that's, that was literally like, I just had such an epiphany and I was just like, I've got to stop. Yeah. Like, I have got to just start owning myself and I've got to tell my anxiety that it's a liar. Mm -hmm. And like, so I started setting goals with myself. So like my goal now because i'm a huge procrastinator it just it's my it's my self-harm honestly it's my mm-hmm. i just it just feeds my anxiety and i just it's it's my it's my it's how i hit myself you know and it's it makes me more stressed but i do it all the time mm-hmm. i do the same thing all the time <laughs> it stresses me out so much more and I used to be like, oh, no, but I work better under pressure. And that's not the fucking case. I just get so stressed out. I can't handle it. And then mm-hmm. it makes me do it. Um, so I've tried to set a goal with myself that I try to do one thing for this podcast every day. Even if it's just making a post on Instagram. Or, you know what I'm saying? Or yeah. um, even if it's just checking to see if we have any new reviews. Or, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that. And it just, I, I mean, at work, I feel better. I'm letting things go a lot more. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to be me. I think one thing that I've started doing is like less of trying to explain myself. It like explain my reasoning behind things Mm -hmm. anymore. Um, I've noticed that this week that like, I've just, I've quit doing that as much. Like, of course I I do it at work because I have to, Mm -hmm. but it's really nice to not have to explain myself to everybody and not mean? feel like I have to. Uh, like, like if I'm upset, like, I I don't feel like I have to. I don't know. I don't know. I need to take some time and, like, figure that out. But I've just, like, that conversation I had to have the other day, mm-hmm. I didn't explain why I was having to have it. I just said, or I just had the conversation gotcha. and that was it. I see what you're you um, And, like, a big, a big thing for me from... Captain Marvel was um, when she had just found out that she had been lied to for mm-hmm. six years, and her and she was like, "I don't know who I am. You you don't know who I am. I don't know who I am, and I don't know 
what's good and what's bad anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and her friend was like, I know you. You are yeah. my best friend. You are a huge pain in the ass, mm-hmm. but you supported me as a mother when no one else did and as a pilot and you are funny and you are brilliant and you know she was just and she was so sure of herself because you think because you know that it's right yeah and you know it's really cool as i saw because i'm a dork i watched interviews on my lunch break um either yesterday or the day before um at my desk i was i had to wait i needed to stay at the office because of customer that i've been trying to get her Anyway, um, so I had to stay at the office and I watched a few videos, uh, like interviews on YouTube that Brie Larson did. And I watched some interviews last night as well on IMDb about the character and stuff. And they were comparing Captain America and Captain Marvel. Yeah. And they are really different. Like, it seems really weird to have two captains or whatever, but Mm -hmm. they're so different. Like, I was I was like, so what's like in my head? I was just kind of like, so what really like what is the main difference? Because they both have military backgrounds and all this stuff. And one of them said, well, Steve Rogers will get back up again because it's the right thing to do. Captain Marvel gets back up again because fuck you. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, yes, queen. (laughs) That's why she's my hero. Yeah, she is beautiful. I mean, she is just a wonderful character. Mm -hmm. She was so funny. She She didn't sacrifice any personality. You know what I mean? It wasn't just like this stoic, no-nonsense bitch in your face. She, Mm -hmm. like, still laughed and showed emotion. And, you know, I just, I don't know. I really loved it. So we had a we had a rebirth this weekend, y'all. Yes, <laughs> yes we did. We got to go higher, further, faster, baby. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> All right. So let's dive in. You ready to dive in? I think so. Okay. So um, for background on this, I kind of just wanted to go into some of the stigma behind gynecology. So like, why are these issues not talked about? And why are people, um, it's actually really common fear of going to the gynecologist, which yeah. uh, made me feel better. And I wish I'd Googled that sooner because I, <laughs> please don't ever think that I'm being preachy on this issue because I definitely didn't go to the gynecologist for like seven years yeah. recently, recently just went for my first exam in August. Like, <laughs> And don't let a bad, ever, but first in seven years, don't let a bad gynecologist bully you into not going back. No. Um, so just, yeah, yeah, I actually, I think I talked about that. So, um, this was one that I really felt passionately, passionately about. And so I actually, this is kind of like our, uh, superheroes episode where I kind of did my own writing and, and then meshed in some articles and things. So, um, Mm -hmm. so you guys know, you can find all of our sources on Tumblr. Um, Kay's actually working on a new website that is a little bit easier to access where you can find all of our sources if you want to do a little extra reading. Um, all right, so when I sat down to write this episode, um, I wasn't entirely sure where I would end up. Uh, what do you search? <laughs> you know, like, yeah, uh, not trying to get a porn virus on my computer. You know what I'm saying? So um, yeah. I started to wonder if this was, I started to wonder if this was just something that was born between the two of us, like out of our out of our own upbringings. Um, like I know we've both experienced a lot of sex shaming and uh, body shaming. Uh, but what the hell, right? I figured, yeah, uh, might as well dive in. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what I found first was incredibly sad. Um, sad. Sorry, my voice cut out. Um, this is not just some sort of bullying issue that only hurts feelings and self-esteem. 
though I think that if we look closely at any social issue, um, we'll see that those can sometimes feel just as harmful, uh, just just as harmful as issues that have physical consequences. Um, however, this one hits on both. This research both angered and saddened me uh, because all of the shame and embar- because of all of the shame and embarrassment that women ha- that women feel about their vaginas. People are dying. Yeah. I mean, and it's not just women. It's men, too. Yeah. Because, like, there was... The prostate exam thing is a huge deal. Josh won't go. I mean... Well, I was reading this one article, and this mother was talking about how important it was for people to take their sons for exams because her son had cancer and didn't... Was too embarrassed to say anything about it, and he fucking died from that cancer because nothing was done about it and she didn't know because he wouldn't come to her and it is so important for everyone to be very aware of their sexual health Mm -hmm. and of their um just of their body because your vagina your dick it's a part it is a part of your body sidebar like have you gotten to the episode in sex education where the it's my vagina part no i haven't oh girl I need there to finish the There is a whole ed. episode about that, and it's where um, a picture of a girl's vagina goes gets sent <gasps> yeah, out. Yeah, I've started the episode. Yeah, I haven't sent finished out. it. Yeah. And it turns out it's like the really popular girl's vagina, mm-hmm. and her friend is the one that did it because she was body shaming her friend. I mean, let's be real. She oh, was being wow. an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's no excuse to then do it back. You know, two wrongs yeah. don't make a right. Um it made for some real good comedy, though, let me tell you. Oh, but yeah. it was so sad because people, like, in front of her, and she was making fun of herself as well, of like, oh, look at that vagina, blah, blah, blah. Look at how gross her li- her labia are. If mine looked like that, I'd blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And all this stuff. I don't remember the quote because it's been a minute since I watched it. But there at the end, they come together and they have a big assembly because they're like, this is distribution of child pornography. Like, you can't do this. We need to know who this belongs to and who did it and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And her friend stands up and says, it's my vagina. And then another girl stands up and says, no, it's my vagina. It's an I am Spartacus moment. And I cried like a fucking baby. And it's, it's my vagina. It's my vagina. It's my vagina. And the the principal's like, it can't be all your vaginas, okay? (laughs) And it's just, oh, it's so good. No, Maeve, sit down. It's not your vagina. It's not your (laughs) vagina. It can't be everyone's vagina. And then a a boy stands up and he's like, it can't be your vagina. And... (laughs) And then she finally stands up at the end and holds her friend's hand and says, it's my vagina and owns it. Aww. And it's because we don't know because of stuff like that, because people make because we make fun of each other. And because I mean, I'm going to go ahead and say it because we don't see enough of it. We don't know what's normal. Yeah. Because of how repressed we are kind of as a society. Like we don't know what's normal. I don't know what looks normal. I mean, the only even in sex education books yeah. in school, you only get a drawing. Yeah, and you that's don't get of like an actual a photo. that's of like a textbook, weirdly idealized version of what it should look like, and it's yeah. it's just not. We don't know. People aren't taught what to look for. They don't know if lumps are normal or not. We don't know what itches are and aren't. You know, and it's mm-hmm. we have to make sure. I mean, I just I want to make sure that I'm the type of person that my kids will be able to come to if I have kids, like that they're able to come to me with that kind of thing without feeling like I'm gonna get embarrassed or you know what I mean or make fun of them or I don't know so um so there okay so this is from an article that I found 
So um, there are few things more distressing than seeing a woman whose cancer has become incurable because she delayed seeking treatment or seeking help due to embarrassment. In the last month, I have met a feisty non... I don't... I don't, I don't know what that word is. Non-agenarian? <laughs> non I don't know who that, what that means. Who had, until recently, been in good health. Not accustomed to seeing doctors, she ignored her symptoms, hoping they would go away. Me. She was forced to seek help when her pain became intolerable. The tragedy is, had I seen her a few months earlier, she would have been cured with a simple operation. Oh. Now her cancer is incurable, and all we can offer is symptom relief, which is really sad. I think as women, we're kind of taught not to trust our bodies or trust our instincts in more ways than one. And so, like, I don't know, like, sometimes, like, when I went to the doctor recently when I was sick, she was like, I mean, if you have flu-like symptoms and stuff, because the flu's going around really bad. And I was like, Mm -hmm. well, I mean, my anxiety manifests itself as flu-like symptoms, so I don't fucking know. Yeah. Most of the time, if I feel sick, I'm not actually sick. It's just my brain being a dick. So, you know, (laughs) like... I was like, I mean, I just feel sick. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, know? It, it just doesn't feel good. Can you make it feel better, please? Yeah, and so many things feel like a fucking period. That, and, and we're taught to just ignore all of that, too, and just suck it up and get through it. So, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, we just, we don't trust ourselves. Trust your guts, ladies. <laughs> when I was um, when I was younger, I used to watch this show um, about, it was called Reba. And it was... Yeah. Yeah, I used to watch that. Yeah. So, do you remember the episode where Cheyenne... Okay. It's one that I used to catch in a hotel room every now and then. Okay. I I loved that show so much. I loved it when I watched it. I haven't found a way to even binge it now. Yeah. Well, the the teen daughter gets pregnant, and the first season yeah, is yeah, about yeah. how the family deals That's with that. That's the whole, like, premise of the show, and then they... Yeah. 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 Well, she she feels horrible because she's pregnant. And a lot of times, pregnancy is horrible to get through. Yeah. And, like, she, there's this one episode where it's just about how bad she feels. Mm -hmm. And then she finds out that her stepmom feels just as bad. But she, she sucks it up and she puts on a good face. And then, like, her and her husband. The blonde lady? I love her. I can't think what her name is. Like, Bobby or Bonnie. Barbara Jean. Barbara Jean. Yes. Yeah. So, but, um, Barbara Jean. Barbara Jean. Barbara Jean. Or some nonsense. Yeah, like down the street. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, Barbara Jean and her husband, and then Cheyenne and her husband all end up in the kitchen together. And because they overhear them talking, Mm -hmm. and because Barbara Jean's feeling just as bad as Cheyenne is, but she puts on a better face. And the dad's like, you've been feeling this bad and you didn't tell me. Yeah. And like, it's all about just being honest with your partner. Yeah, being open with your partner. Yeah. Giving them the chance to help you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So in my experience, women delay seeking help for a variety of reasons. One is a failure to recognize the significance of their symptoms with abdominal swelling and bloating put down to middle age spread. I don't know what that means either. Um, Another key factor is embarrassment. Uh, British women in particular... (laughs) seem reticent about discussing anything to do with the genital tract (laughs) my mother is of british descent and i can tell you that that shit is genetic (laughs) she blushes when she blushes when i say boob so (laughs) (laughs) that is passed down in the gray matter of the brain (laughs) yes (laughs) like the fear of snakes and lizards man (laughs) um 
Even naming the area causes embarrassment and euphemisms such as below the waist are preferred. Uh, When I was working as like a crisis line counselor, the people that were doing my training, we were talking about how kids, you know, call that place their cookie or whatever. And they're like, that's why it doesn't hold up in court. Right. Because they don't know the actual term you for it. You have to use the real word. Yeah. yeah. And you and if you're in court and you say, he touched my cookie, they can be like, we can't put him in jail for that. For touching a cookie. Yeah. Can you tell us what you mean? And that's the only word they but know they for won't. it. But they won't. Well, and that's the only, or that's the only word they know for it, so they can't mm-hmm. use the real word. Yeah. Yeah, but. Or they're taught that they're shameful, I guess. Yeah, but the judge and like, won't like be like oh well if it's just he'll be like oh if it's just a cookie he won't say well what do you mean by that there's he'll no, just because we're in kentucky yeah there's no follow-up yeah and it's really sad fucking patriarchy anyway mm-hmm. um the situation this situation is by no means unusual so guess what ladies <laughs> we are in good company <laughs> yes <laughs> we all need to just link arms and suck it up i mean um, a survey by the Eve Appeal Cancer Char- Charity has shown that 39% of women believe that there is, is a greater stigma around gynecological cancers than other types of cancer. Um, and this may be in part due to finding this, due to the finding in the same survey that one woman in five, one in five, that's so high, one in five associated gynecological cancers with sexual promiscuity. Oh, that's not true. No, it's 100% not true. It's not correlated at all. And you know what else? It's fucking okay to be promiscuous. Anyway, um, <laughs> you do you, ladies. It's your fucking body. Yeah. Um, these assumptions are baseless, and as we healthcare professionals need to work hard, and as such, we healthcare professionals need to work harder to debunk the myths around gynecological cancers. I'm not a healthcare professional. I'm quoting the article. Um, <laughs> this is written by a doctor. Yeah, um, I used to be a healthcare professional, yeah. but I'm not anymore. <laughs> you're not in the program anymore nope um we need to talk more openly about the genital tract and reproductive health absolutely and we need sex education in high school anyway real sex education not the abstinent shit because nobody's fucking doing it y'all i'm sorry i know jesus is sad (laughs) but let's be real have you ever seen that picture <laughs> that somebody made of like the earth and then Jesus is like looking at it and he says, don't masturbate. Because <laughs> <laughs> oh that is his main concern. That's all he gives a shit about. I felt an incredible amount of shame around that. I did too. Oh, gosh. Ugh. <laughs> don't masturbate <laughs> we're gonna have a whole other episode about sex ed anyway um so these um so da, 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 da. we also need we need to be able to call organs by their anatomical names referring to the vagina rather than down below i think yep. that's something we all need to teach our kids like you said i mean Absolutely. especially as aware of we are as of sexual predators and the potential for things like that like they need to know. And they yeah. also need to, like, what if you're not around to clarify for them to a doctor or mm-hmm. to their foster parent or, you know what I'm saying? It's just, you, you have to think of your child's future. Yeah. And it's not going to do them any good to skirt around that. No. Especially not in the environment that we're in now. Because it's, it's so easy to get away with. Oh, it is. Which yeah. is the unfortunate thing. Yeah. Sexual predators are the most manipulative and charismatic of criminals. Yeah. And they know how to slink and slither. Mm-hmm. Um, 
In addition, uh, women need to understand that there is no association between gynecological cancers and promiscuity. It is true that the high-risk popul- that the high-risk human papillomavirus, which is transmitted by sexual intercourse or genital contact, causes cervical cancer and HPV and stuff like that. But not ovarian cancer, not uterine cancer. And honestly, the ones that are caused by these little viruses aren't it doesn't always cause cancer either. And it's not always contracted from that. You can be born with fucking HPV for God's sakes. Yes. I feel like I was watching a show not too long ago and the lady was talking, someone was talking about HPV and they were like, Oh, they gave her, they gave him HPV. And she was like, everyone fucking has HPV. Like (laughs) (laughs) wake up. (laughs) It's fine. Shut up about it. (laughs) Um, so I don't think that's true, but <laughs> but no. it sure was fucking funny. Anyway, <laughs> um, it is, however, such a common virus that four out of five of us will be infected by it at some stage. And honestly, you could get infected by it just by sleeping with the one person that you marry. You know yeah. what I'm saying? It doesn't take promiscuity to contract something like that. Like, no, it happens. Because men are a lot of men are carriers for things like that, and they don't know it because it doesn't affect them, and nobody yeah. thinks to get tested for things. And you know, it's just kind of a—they're not fatal. There are plenty of cures. Mm-hmm. Just it's important to be aware. That's why it's important to be aware and go to your gynecologist so it gets caught. You yeah, know what I'm saying. <laughs> Listen to me talking like I have any business saying that to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, if I... It's just stressful for me to go to a new doctor in general. Yeah. I still don't have a GP down here. Well, I, to be fair, I don't either. I have gone to... I have I picked up Claritin the other day because I just will not pick up the phone and call a fucking doctor so that I can get a prescription for Zingular. Well, I hope your CBD helps with that. <laughs> me too. Thank you for bringing me that. Yeah, you're welcome. I can welcome. already feel the knots in my back loosening. Well, good. It's so what four out of five of us will be infected by it at some stage. Um, it as it is as common as catching a cold and the invi- and the infection does not imply promiscuity. Understanding yeah. these facts should help to destigmatize gynecological mal- malignancies. I love these words mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and given wi- and give women more confidence to report symptoms that may be indicative of cancer. And there's clearly a need for this. That's what the article says, that there is clearly a need for this. Um, The Eve's Appeal survey showed that 34% of women believe they will feel more comfortable talking about gynecological health issues if the stigma around them were reduced. Yeah. It's all this, like, crap about how it's, like, not ladylike to talk about sex and it's not ladylike to enjoy sex or look at your vagina or touch it or, you know, like, it's all of this, like, prudish stuff. You know, sorry, sidebar. I I think I was listening to a podcast of course I th- it was probably wine and crime and they were talking about how um you know how like a man's like a man's penis is the shape of it is designed to scoop out like the semen of the okay so like evolutionarily if we go back to caves and the chaos and stuff that was there like mm-hmm. it's there, there was no structure of, you know, civilization or like partners and things like that. Yeah. So it's and monogamy or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? Like those are all um, man-made or, if you know, depending on your belief system, they're all kind of man-made, stru- man-made civilization structures that mm-hmm. we've put in place. So and they've grown up, you know, around spirituality and religion and things like that and, and beliefs uh, um, in that regard. So there, there's a thought that the, the man's penis is actually designed so that if she has already had sex with someone, it will scoop out the semen of the other of the previous man 
Huh. And um, so that theirs takes predominance. So, Ooh. Um, so, and so that coupled with the fact that women can have multiple orgasms actually suggests that women were designed to be more promiscuous than men. I did not know that. So let it fly, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't have to feel ashamed about being fucking horny all the time. Yeah, seriously. Or maintaining your precious area, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I mean, our lady parts are so much more high maintenance than guys. To my knowledge, I mean, I live with one. It doesn't seem to be, like, that difficult to have a dick. But, like, you know, there's all the shit that we have to deal with as far as, like, um, you know, yeast infections and UTIs and pH balance and so Personal many question. things. Yes. Do you shave down there? I do. Um, but I will say this. I've stopped shaving completely, and I just kind of shave to a certain point because... Do you, have you ever, this is so TMI. It's fine. Have you ever let your hair on your head, um, have you ever like not washed it for so long that when you put it up in a ponytail, it, you can feel it kind of hurts? No. Never? No. You've never, I like, have, ha, you've never like gotten sore, like your hair's never gotten sore? No, I have to wash it every day or I'm disgusting. Oh, okay. So like, like. I, I kind of go every other day. Sometimes I've gone longer because of depression. Mm-hmm. Um. And if I go too long and I let it get too nasty, it hurts and is sore. And that's how my pubic hair gets. Oh. Oh, <laughs> that's like, awful. Well, because like our pants are so tight and stuff mm-hmm. that it's honestly just less distracting and l- less maintenance. Yeah. For me, it's just easier for me to yeah. shave it. I, I've kind of stopped shaving the uh, the below bits because of, you know, it's there for health purposes and we should let our bodies be natural (laughs) in some respects like nature does know best in a lot of ways so but yeah I do not shave down there um I have shaved like once or twice when I got I used to shave every bit of it and that's because in 10th grade some some girl said well hair is gross and of course me being the, the impressionable super depressed person that I was and because dudes would be like so do you shave and we'll be able to tell when you put a bathing suit on and shit like that to me yeah people spoke like that to me um because of that and because I thought people would think I was gross Mm -hmm. that's what started it well my skin is so sensitive that it's a chore to even shave my legs so I don't shave down there just one for my own safety two I don't have anybody to impress no girl and, um, well, I mean, I do, but. Well, no, you know what? I've heard that if you date, like, because women don't give a shit, mm-hmm. we're, we tend to be a little easier on each other in yeah. the dating world. So I've heard that if you date a woman, it's, it's, that's what someone said on Ladylike. They were yeah. talking about this exact same subject and they mm-hmm. were like, so, you know, what's really fun is just date a woman and then they won't care. Like, yeah. you'll be over it immediately. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean. Like, I've shaved a couple of times just because the hair got ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, just I, yeah, yeah, I didn't shave. And I went to my gynecologist, and it was hard enough already. But then I went on my Follow My Health app after that appointment. And you want to know what they put on there as a condition? What? It's hirsutism. It's unwanted hair growth. That was not a condition on there before this gynecologist appointment. <laughs> Unwanted hair growth? Yeah. It, like, like excessive hair growth. And I was just like, okay, one rude. 
<laughs> too. I mean, I'm a little sensitive about hair. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know why it made me so mad I'm because actually like I know about to talk about this. Yeah, I know that it's an issue, but like, <laughs> and I'll talk about it more in depth later too, but I was just like, <laughs> "Man, fuck you." Yeah. Like, I love my doctor, but me what too. the fuck? <laughs> Okay, uh, not the prevalent I- the prevalent issue at your appointment either. <laughs> not why I was there. Way bigger problems. Um, okay, so I lost my place. I'm drunk. That's the only reason I, know, right? I was able to. We're gonna talk, talk about, about that, that too because yeah. I have some. I have a fun list. Oh um, yay! Just to liven it up a little bit after this part because it's kind of heavy uh, yeah. that I just did at the beginning. Um, so women need to understand that all gynecological cancers can be cured. If detected early enough, that's the thing that's really the most upsetting is that they're all yeah. highly curable if they're caught. You just have to go to your appointment. Y'all, y'all have to go to your yearlies. They are, in Kentucky at least, they are 100% covered. Yeah. Because it's, it's, it's that something that Which you have to. Which I didn't to... know. And that's part of why I didn't go. Yeah. So check your insurance because it could be absolutely free. Yeah. Um. Well, in Kentucky, it's free even if you don't have insurance. Right. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. yeah. It's free for every woman like, to get her yearly. Kind of like replacing your uh, windshield on your car. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't know that? No. Yeah, it's free. It's covered. Completely covered. In Kentucky. Yeah, girl. If you've got a crack, they'll replace that shit. That's awesome. I think it's once a year for free. Huh. Um. So, anyway. Sidebar nation today. Um, <laughs> so, they, they need to be aware of the symptoms of cancer. So, here we go. So, uh, abnormal bleeding from the vagina. So, that means... After sex, between periods, or after the menop- or after menopause. Ooh. Okay. And sometimes it's not cancer, of course. Sometimes it could be another uterine issue, um, such as PCOS or endometriosis, things like that, um, that, that could cause that bleeding in between. But if you don't know, you can't treat it. Yeah. Um, abdominal pain, bloating, or change in bowel habit. Um, discomfort itching or a lump or ulcer on the vulva see and that's the thing is that we don't want people to think we're gross so we don't want to go in and complain of an itchy vagina but guess what (laughs) an itchy vagina is the fucking worst yes i would rather fucking die than have a yeast infection i was reading articles about the surgery that i'm about to have and this girl was like the itch is really bad i'm just gonna throw this out as a quick psa to any men who are listening do not use porn as an instruction manual when you are having sex with a woman Oh, okay. God. Like, I'm not a person who does anal. Just to throw that out there, not that there's any shame if you do. I know that there are some ladies who like to party. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, I'm more of a finger person anyway. Anyway, so yeah. um, <laughs> I like to party a little. I just don't like to go the whole nine yards. <laughs> so um, <laughs> you cannot go from vagina to butt and back to vagina like they do in porn. Porn stars get colonoscopies and colonics and all kinds of shit so that their buttholes are cleaner than their like mouths okay yeah. like they can do it there you cannot go fingers fingers even you cannot go from finger to one to finger to the other and back to the vagina you can't do that that girl will get a yeast infection and you will be smacked if you try just <laughs> to let you know yeah and she's allowed <laughs> <laughs> If you're sticking something up my butt, you're allowed. I'm allowed to say, "How we know?" Yes, how we know? How we know? How we know? I'm just saying. He will never try again. How we know? I mean, seriously though, 
until you have until you can switch bodies with a woman while she's had a yeast infection oh my god it's the worst yeah have you ever had ants all over your dick like because that is what a fucking yeast infection feels like and it will not go away Uh, thankfully we live it now in 2019 Mm -hmm. and there is a pill yeah i live in the time when it was just a cream and y'all remember those days those of you who are my age (laughs) the monistat days I've only ever had the a dark yeast. ages. <laughs> I've only ever had a yeast infection under my boobs. I've never had one down there. To like, be honest with you, I have, vagina. I have never, ever, ever gotten one from the like butt situation. Mm-hmm. I know that it's a possibility and that's why I do not allow any. That's why we set the boundary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. I have to make sure that my partner is educated. If there's going to be any kind of play, finger play. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um. I used to get it because I used to get really bad UTIs, and they would progress to um, kidney infections. Sorry, I have the hiccups. <gasps> they would progress to kidney infections. And one time, I went to an urgent care, and she they gave me way too strong of an antibiotic, and it killed off the good bacteria in your body that prevents that kind of thing. And so I would get yeast infections like a lot. Oh. So when back when I was in college, I would just get them really easily. Mm-hmm. Um. You can also just get them from having a lot of sex. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Which it was. I was fucking 19. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I just discovered, like, a true orgasm that wasn't just masturbating. So I was like, yeah, I'm gonna go for it. Um, <laughs> <coughs> as everyone should in college. Explore. <laughs> um, but anyway, just to throw that quick PSA out there. <laughs> I'm gonna finish this up and then we're gonna get into some some more, some funnier things, I hope. So, um... <laughs> Let's see. Uh, I lost my place. So we're in a situation in this country where women are literally dying of embarrassment. This needs to change. As a gynecological oncologist, that's what that's what she is. Um, I would uh-huh. like to see women with early cancer. I would like to see women with early cancer where I can offer them a realistic chance of a cure, as opposed to someone who's coming in too late. Yeah. Um, so the deeper issue here is that most women experience some level of vaginal shame. We wonder what's normal, especially when it comes to hair or outward labial appearance. People talk shit about vaginas constantly. Oh, yeah. Especially comedians. It pisses me off. Honest to God, if I'm listening to it nowadays, because it hits me so hard now, nowadays, if a comedian starts talking shit about the smell of a woman's vagina or anything like that, I turn it the fuck off or I walk out of the room. If it's a comedian that we're watching together, I'm done. Yeah. It's not fucking funny. Let's start talking about your fucking ball sack. Yeah. If we're going to get into it. Another Amy Schumer thing in her leather <laughs> special where she's talking about a guy going, guys going down on her and stuff. And she's like, when have you ever? She's like, everyone's worried about if it smell how it smells and all this stuff. And he, <laughs> she's like, when have you ever gone down on a man? And he has gone, oh, but does it taste okay? Like, they don't give a fuck. So you shouldn't give a fuck. Yeah. Just be appreciative and enjoy. Enjoy your body. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you didn't see, but I just like put my leg on top of the couch. Oh, yes. And I'm not (laughs) flexible. So it was really painful, actually. (laughs) Um, So and so people should people talk shit about vaginas constantly. um, And because you literally never see a vag on screen unless you watch porn. You have no idea what normal is. And even yeah. the ladies on in porn, like, get that shit re- revitalized and they get all kinds of plastic surgery and, and stuff oh, down yeah. there. And, like, that's, like, the picture-perfect 
airbrushed airbrush vag you know what i'm saying like yeah it's like comparing yourself to a victoria's secret model um, yeah which you can do no, like not at all it's that's fake. not real it's, none it's, of that's real it's comparing yourself to someone who gets botox like why am i aging yeah. because they have billions of dollars and they shoot their face full of fucking chemicals anyway um <laughs> so um so we have no idea what normal is quote normal is also because of the shame surrounding masturbation and of course the ever pres- the ever present slut slut shamers if i could speak fucking tequila uh, the ever-present slut shamers, most women shut down any kind of curiosity that they have. So they don't know if they have a new lump or a bump or even what to keep an eye out for. Yeah. But guess what? I found out uh-huh. that vaginas are kind of like snowflakes or fingerprints. I had heard that somewhere. Every single one is unique. So there is no normal. That would be like comparing our fingerprints and saying, well, yours has a weird lump. I want my fingerprints to look like yours. Fuck off. <laughs> Literally, it's the same. Every yeah. single one is different. Your vagina is a beautiful snowflake. Um, <laughs> that's a beautiful go, blutter, that's, butterfly. That should go on merch. <laughs> <laughs> it should have butterflies all around it. Hashtag snowflake vagina. Um, <laughs> Vaginal oh, that needs to be a new hashtag, hashtag in our va- Vaginal list. hubris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, that's from the league, if anyone's going to keep track of my references. Um, so, um, and every single one is beautiful in its own way, especially when it's healthy. So it's not, so it's one more thing that we just need to embrace. But guess what? When it comes to sex, your partner is not going to care. Yeah. They just want you. And if they make rude comments and make you feel ashamed, fucking leave. Yes. Because guess what, girl? You beautiful. Now, let me just clarify this. You should clean yourself. Like, yes, please. <laughs> that is important. So if they say something and it's because you're not cleaning yourself, that's important. Take that note. But <laughs> <laughs> embrace oh. it, y'all. Because guess what? We all smell the same way. Okay? Yeah. Don't spray yourself with perfume and chemicals and stuff like that. That's going to make it worse. That's going to make it worse. That'll throw off your pH balance. Yeah, yeah, that's going to cause a whole other host of issues. Embrace your natural scent. Be clean. And just enjoy your body. Mm -hmm. We've got to get over that. Um, And I found this really fun quote. It says, quote, You have an immense amount of power just simply owning a vagina. Yeah. There is yeah, no need to criticize the one thing that should give you an incredible sense of power and femininity. Hair or no hair. <laughs> so, and then I actually, this is where I wrote about my epiphany that I had when I watched Captain Marvel. Um, like, what if we all said, fu- what if we said, fuck you to all of our insecurities and just owned our bodies and stopped apologizing for our roles, cellulite, asymmetrical boobs, etc. Yeah. There was a really funny... Um, mean tweet that Halle Berry read where oh, they no. came out and they did them live on Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. And she came out and it was like Halle Berry's boobs are two different size and she's like well guess what? That happens when they're real. And just walked <laughs> off and I was like yes queen! I love you! Oh my god. Mine are asymmetrical. Everybody's fucking boobs are asymmetrical. Yeah. Even if they're fake. It's a fucking body. Jeez. My left boob is bigger than the other. Mine is too. I think it's because I'm right-handed. I use this muscle more probably. That's kind of what I tell myself anyway. But yeah, my left <laughs> boob is like way bigger. Um, So, whew, tequila. So as the great Julia Roberts said in Eat, Pray, Love, 
when have you ever stripped naked in front of a man? And he said no. Aww. It's when they're sitting at a table and her friend, they're eating pizza. They're in Italy and they're eating uh, their own pizzas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Me. And she's like, oh, I've started a mu- I'm starting to get a thing. And she's like, what, are you getting a muffin top? And she was like, yeah. And, he, and she was like, girl, when have you ever stripped naked? And the guy has said no. They're going to want you for you yes. and not. It's They're fine. not going to care. And I'm not saying not to be healthy. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm working on. It's what I'm struggling with in my own relationship with food right now is that I'm trying to learn how to just be healthy and accept that my body is changing because I'm getting older and that I'm filling out more and that my lifestyle has changed because I sit all day now instead of walking miles in circles all day. And, yeah. you know, it's just one of those things where I have to keep radically, I have to keep saying it out loud in the mirror. You have to say it out loud because it actually, I learned this when I was doing Mary Kay, but if you say things out loud, it actually resonates more powerfully because you hear it through your through your ear and you look yourself in the eye and you say it out loud and you feel really silly when you're doing it. But I can feel the difference as opposed to just saying it in my head. Yeah. I have to look at myself and say, you are beautiful and you are trying to be healthier and it is okay. Because I've been so thin for my whole life. I Like that was where my a lot of my insecurities stemmed from. Was I was so skinny when I was little because of the medication I was on. Mm-hmm. People would come up to me and ask me if I was anorexic. Oh my God. And they would ask me if I was bulimic. Because we had just learned about it in health class. And there was a lot of shame surrounding both of those things. Because the, the, the video we watched was of a girl who would throw up in jars and hide them in her closet. And everyone was like, that's so gross. And like, because she was ashamed. Mm-hmm. It's a fucking eating disorder. I mean, it's all surrounded by shame, you know? Yeah. And people would come up and ask me that and I would be like, no. And I would try and like pinch my skin and be like, look, I've got fat. And I was so thin. I looked like an alien and Aww. I felt so ugly all the time. And I was so pale because I'm fucking Scottish. And, <laughs> you know, it just, yeah. I had, and I had braces and it made my lips protrude because I was so skinny. And it just, I, you know, I just, I had ac- horrible acne. And it's really, I've just, because of that, I've, it's not been until recently that I've been able to see myself as an attractive person. And then I put on weight. You know what I mean? And so it was like, it's just been a really, it's just been a struggle. I've had a really rough time all of my life with finding myself beautiful because I don't. And like, I find my mom so so unaware I know. And it's something that I'm trying to work on. And my mother is so beautiful and I look just like her, but there's that disconnect. Like, but no, I still have a little bit of this in me and it's just not as pretty as she is. And like the other day, um, my mom and I take care of this guy and his sister came over and my mom was off doing something and I was getting ready to get in the shower. And so I had to come and open the door of my towel and, like, I came out a while later after I got dressed and everything. And she was, like, uh, his sister was, like, you just have the prettiest skin. She's, you like, do. there's not a flaw on it. And, you know, for the, that was the first time I'd heard that because mm-hmm. I'm very. Well, because your skin's so sensitive, you probably take, the, you probably really kind of hate your skin. Yeah. You have beautiful skin. Well, thank you. I'm, I'm, I'm working on finding myself prettier because like i have a really hard time looking in the mirror you have the most even skin tone like you told me you don't wear makeup the other day and i was like Uh fuck off like in my head i was just like fuck off 
because there is no difference literally between like your neck skin and your face like you just are flawless and look at me all blotchy and disgusting over here you are not because i didn't have the energy to put anything on besides mascara and pencil my eyebrows this morning because i've been (laughs) sick all week but like like i've never had an even skin tone i mean i do i have more of an even skin tone than i ever have in my life and i still Mm -hmm. don't ever feel comfortable enough to leave the house without a little bit of foundation on yeah i just i don't know i just kind of unless i'm fucking going to walmart like i will not be the grossest person in walmart where i live (laughs) believe me yeah (laughs) um but no like i have a really hard time looking at pictures that people have taken of me like they'll be like oh look how cute you are and i'm just like yeah (laughs) and i don't actually look at the screen um it's hard for me to pick out clothes anymore yeah because of it because i'm like so what's gonna be loose enough mm-hmm. that's why people are always like well yeah, it doesn't look like you've gained any weight it's because i wear loose things to hide it yeah i'm really painfully insecure about it and i i feel huge and i know i'm not i'm just the biggest i've ever been yeah and that's legit and i'm allowed to feel that way like yeah you, you know, are it's people really are so mean to me about it if I say I, that I feel wake up and I feel fat or I wake up and I feel like a whale or which has been happening lately, which is why I started this daily harvest thing. So mm-hmm. I can not feel super bloated every time I eat because it just makes it worse. Let's let's save the diet talk for later. because yes. I'm going to be talking about that Sweet. a whole lot. OK, so I'm going to finish this up and then we're going to get okay. to the fun stuff. So, um, OK, so we just to wrap up my thing for Meet, Pray, Love, we have to stop talking shit about each other's bodies. And that's men and women alike. Yeah. We have to stop body checking each other, women, and men have to stop saying shit about our vaginas. Yeah. Because, I mean, men talk about their dicks constantly. All the time. We're allowed to. We're allowed to talk about our vaginas, and that should be fine. Yes. It shouldn't make a female comedian not be funny or make a man uncomfortable. That's the thing is that it's a mystery. It's a mystical realm and they don't know anything about it. And so because of their ignorance, they're uncomfortable. And that's 100% understandable. Mm -hmm. Anything that I feel ignorant about, I'm not comfortable talking about, you know? So, I mean, I get it. That's why we got to pull back the veil. So, here we go. Seven things you should never feel embarrassed about at the gyno. Oh, yes. I wish I'd found this. And it says, own that paper gown. (laughs) And here we go. So you're lying on the exam table with your f- and your feet are propped up in the air with a pair of freakishly cold stirrups. <laughs> what are you thinking about? The list of cues you want to address with your gyno or what sh- he or she thinks or what they think of you think of the view? For most women, it's probably the latter. But really, you have nothing to be ashamed of. Your doctor is a trained professional and is there to ensure that you stay healthy. After all. Here, gynos share seven things you definitely shouldn't be embarrassed about the next time you go in for an appointment. So gynecologists came together and put this list together. And that's the oh, thing awesome. is that they're a healthcare professional and they've fucking seen it all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's kind of to put it in perspective because those of us with anxiety, I know that for me at least, if I can get a little perspective, because for me the picture, the, the problem is the size of the universe and I need to remember that I'm a speck. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Which is where then I war with depression, but it's fine. <laughs> Cuz then you feel like it's back. Well, I mean, <laughs> so, um 
Chris Evans uh, was doing an interview once and he was like, you know, we all have this very selfish period in our lives where we let that anxiety and depression win. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think that goes along with what you were just saying. Like, you can't. Your little world is infinitesimal Mm -hmm. compared to everything. They're not looking at you. Yeah. I (laughs) I had to tell one of my employees the other day, I'm like... No one is looking at you because they don't care about how you look. They care about how they look. They care about what you think they look like. Yeah. They're all doing the same thing that you're doing. Yeah. Like, you have to, you have to have that confidence. Mm -hmm. Like, it's fine. That's where I was trying to, that's where I started wearing fun colors of lipstick. Because I was just like, you know what? I feel like I look hot. Yeah. That's all that matters. My husband still loves me. And you know what? You're winning. I got more compliments when i wore that blue lipstick or that gray lipstick that makes me look look like a dead zombie it's so sexy i love it (laughs) it's so goth and (laughs) i love it so much i got more compliments from that and it made me feel so happy because i was like i can be me you know what i mean like just step out of that shell so anyway let's get focused here so we can get onto your amazing story so um so number one is your sex life What's your number? Do you always use condoms? Are you sleeping with someone on the side? Contrary to what you might think, your gyno, when your gyno asks you these sorts of questions, there is no right or wrong answer. Yeah. You're, they're not a priest. They're not your mom, I hope. Um, <laughs> or your father, I hope. <laughs> I would really <laughs> hope you wouldn't go to your own father. I really hope. Um, or mother. Conflict yeah. of interest. Interest. Hard. Yeah. Um, so contrary to what you might think, when your gyno asks you these sorts of questions, there's no right or wrong answer. Quote, we don't want to judge you. We just want to help you. Yeah. The answer to that question might indicate that they need to do some further tests or they might need to look at that might determine whether something looks unusual or not. I mean, there's just our vagina is an infinite wealth of mystery. You know what I mean? Yeah. We just need to give them the information they have so that we can treat so that they can treat us and keep us healthy. So we just want to help you, says Sherry Thomas, MD, a fellow of the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists. Quote, there's not too much you can do to s- or say to shock us. In 25 years of medicine, I think I've heard everything. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Right. So number two, your hair down there situation. Forgot to shave your legs and haven't gotten a bikini wax since the first, of ma- first season of Mad Men. Who cares? Definitely not your gyno. Oh, well, good. Quote. We are so focused on the patient, we are not concerned in the least if she has shaved or waxed, says Jessica Shepard, MD, assistant professor of the clinical obstetrics at the University of Illinois at Chicago. Uh, Plus, we are doctors. We know hair grows there for a reason. (laughs) We don't give a shit. They're not trying to fuck you. They're trying to make sure that you're healthy. It's a gynecologist. Yeah. They're a doctor. It's no different than going to the dentist. Oh, dude, it's like going to the dentist where you're like, oh, I got a floss for the first for the two weeks leading up to my appointment. So, and then number three, telling her that something is smelly, itchy, or burning. No, it's not gross. It's a barometer of your vaginal health. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't feel weird telling your GP that you had, like, a sore that was festery or smelly or itchy or, you know, like... Yeah. We have to apply the same logic to all parts of our body. So, um... Exactly. It's a part. Yes. It is a part that makes the whole thing move. <laughs> And if one part is fucked up, it throws the rest off. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Isn't that from the Bible? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it is. is. 
Not in so many words, but... <laughs> <laughs> they probably didn't say fucked up, but you know what? I'm But you know it. what? We're paraphrasing, and tequila is lovely. So mm-hmm. uh, your gynecologist wants to know about any changes in your vagina, vulva, or vaginal discharge. After all, unless she knows, unless they know something is wrong, they can't help you fix it. Mm-hmm. So... Uh, So number four, how your vulva looks. Everyone's fingerprints are different, says Mm -hmm. Shepard. So are women's vulvas. Labia can be various sizes, shapes, colors, and forms. Women shouldn't think they they should look one certain way. Not convinced? Check out what the average vulva looks like. Go Google it. They're all fucking different. Yeah, and the only reason I'm having anything done to my labia is because one's way bigger than the other and that if he's that gonna is be down there that, anyway yeah, yeah that's something that probably should be fixed because <laughs> because he was talking like he looked at my mom when he said this he was like if she has intercourse it's just going to go straight into her vagina oh, no. like okay. and i was like well it'd be fair i'm not having intercourse with men so <laughs> um so probably not but number five here we go so number five is sexual difficulties Looking at you. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't know, I know that it wasn't supposed to Well, that's hurt. the thing. That's the thing. Yeah. That's why we have to go. Yeah. When we turn 18 or whatever it is, like we to have be to fair, go. Whether I did you're sexually try. active or not, yeah. you need to go to the gynecologist. That's the thing. I did try when I was 18 and they refused to even look at me. And I'm like, why? I have a history of cancer in my family. I need you to look. And they were just like, well, no one's going to do it until you're 21. So I didn't go back until I was 21, and I wish that I had gone earlier. I wish that I had just gone to a different doctor earlier. I I should have had the confidence to be like, okay, well then, fuck you. I'm gonna go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. But I was 18, but of course, we and don't know. still, yeah. and still very nervous about all that stuff down there. And I was like, well, if they think that there shouldn't, Any there's not a problem. To not go. Yeah, yeah. Get this: your gynecologist wants you to have a great sex life. That's one of their main goals. Oh, well, I would hope so. <laughs> and if you don't have one, it doesn't mean that something is wrong with you or that you should keep it to yourself. Quote, women have this idea that if they are young, they shouldn't have any sexual difficulties, which until I read that, I didn't realize that it was really an age thing. And that's the truth. You yeah. know, that probably applies to guys, too. You know, it's just not the case. Um, in fact, research shows that 30% of women suffer through painful sex. In fact, these, sex, these, are sex, these are sex issues that can affect all women. 30% of us just suffer through it. I did. Because we don't know. Yeah. Yeah. That's so sad. Because you're too embarrassed to tell your, your doctor. The doctor who is in charge of the place that lets you have sex. <laughs> As a biological female. Yeah. <laughs> or transgender woman. <sighs> tell your be tell honest your with your doctors guys. they're not gonna judge you they want you to have a great sex life they want to help you they don't want you to be in pain they want you to be able to enjoy your body to its fullest extent yeah so number six asking for an sti test quote if a woman asks to be tested we don't assume she's promiscuous they just you just want to know. Yeah. You just want to be aware before you start having sex with people and accidentally transmit something that you didn't know you had. Or if you've maybe just had a hookup and it's the first time and yeah. you're just nervous. That's allowed. That's called yeah. being responsible. 
It's nothing to be embarrassed about. And yeah. if you see the judgment in that person's eyes, okay, well, that's the next one. Hang on. So, um, we won't assume that she's promiscuous, says Shepard. We assume that she's being smart. STIs are something everyone should ask for. Yeah. End quote. Um, and 31% of women's health, thir- 31% women's health readers have never been tested for STIs. Start asking. I've never been tested, but I've gone to my annual and nothing's been wrong. So Yeah. Um, number seven. Saying I want a different gynecologist. Quote. You should never, or you should, sorry, you should feel completely comfortable with your gynecologist, Mm -hmm. says Thomas. You shouldn't feel embarrassed or worry about what they might think. You should be able to let your hair down, literally, and spread them. Yeah. And be okay with it. If you feel your gynecologist lays on any guilt or judgment, then it's time to find a new physician. Quote, stop your doctor right there and tell her you have to go. Tell them you have to go. Mm-hmm. The doctor said to do that. She said, That's tell awesome. them that you have to go. Quote, there is someone out there who's a better fit for you. It's just like finding a therapist. It's just like finding a GP. Mm-hmm. If, if your personalities don't mess, don't mesh, it's not going to be the right fit. Yeah. I always thought that I would go to a woman. I always thought I would go to a female gynecologist because I've had such weird experiences just with weird personalities. Nothing that nobody was creepy or anything like that. I just wasn't comfortable. Yeah. And... I had seen men in the past and I was like, well, maybe I'd feel more comfortable if I went to a woman. And then my friend suggested our, the doctor that you and I both see. And mm-hmm. he was so good and he's yes. so funny and so direct. And that's what I need in a healthcare professional. Now he yeah. might not mesh with everybody and that's okay. He doesn't need to. We're all humans. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. It's just like any other relationship. I've never uh, felt someone that I was immediately comfortable talking about my sex life with and talking about my issues or anything like that, mm-hmm. like I was with him. Yeah. And the biggest thing, so here's, um, we're going to get into this a little bit, so I'll save it. But um, So the next thing is, how do we fix it? Because you know I'm a problem solver. Yes. So, <laughs> eight ways to overcome that anxiety. So it says, nervous about going to the gynecologist? That's a bummer. <laughs> <laughs> it should be really fun. And then it says, okay, so that's all the sympathy you're going to get from us. <laughs> because you've got to get over it. Yeah. We've got to get over it. Your health is at stake, especially once you're sex- sexually active, because then you could pass things to other people or th- you're just at higher risk for yeast infections, UTIs, HPV. You-, you know, I mean, it's just one of those things to be, it's just one of those things to be responsible. We're all going to be sexually active at some point, unless you're a fucking nun. We all have things. So here's the thing. We all have to do things that we don't like. We have to take Mm -hmm. our vitamins, shovel snow when it's blocking the front door, pay our taxes. Fucking hate paying taxes. Yeah, seriously. Leave the womb. (laughs) (laughs) But we do it. We just get it over as quick, get it over with as quickly as possible and with as little fanfare as possible. That's why I love our doctor because he Mm -hmm. is just like a cut and dry. Let's get it done. I'm going to laugh and make jokes with you if you're, when your foot slips out of this stirrup and always kicks me in the face. Oh. That happened. <laughs> he was like, oh, we need to give you some more practice on this table. And I was like, I'm sorry. Oh my God. He was so funny. The only reason I was uncomfortable at all is because my mom was in the room. Right. <laughs> but she kind of needed to be there because right. she's going to be taking care of me. So, And it ultimately makes our lives easily and better. I always feel better when I get it done. 
Yeah. When I get the taxes done, it's a weight off my chest, but I'm procrastinating because that's what I do. When you were a kid, you certainly didn't want to get your shots, but you had to. Your parents made you. You didn't have a choice. And at the time, you probably thought you were going to die, but you didn't. And because you got the shots, you've avoided getting terrible diseases, which could have killed you, unless your parent is insane and is an anti-vaxxer, which we will do another episode on at some point. Oh, that is coming up. Yes. That's coming up That is in the next 10. Yes. Um... (laughs) So, yes, there are much more... (laughs) They could have killed you. See? It's better. Mm -hmm. Yes, there are much more enjoyable things to do than go to the gynecologist. But it's hardly a visit to the Gitmo. I don't know what that means. (laughs) It's hardly... I'll I'll change it. It's hardly a visit to prison. Yeah. Yeah. You lie back, bend your knees, spread your legs, breathe deeply, and try to relax while your gyno takes a look down there. It usually takes less than two minutes. True. Though your nerves can make it feel like 15. (laughs) It's not painful, just a bit uncomfortable and awkward. And if it is painful, please tell them. And tell them. They don't want to hurt you. Yeah. Here are eight things we'd recommend to make the whole thing less daunting, more comfortable, and less awkward. Here it is. Get a mirror. And start probing. It sounds hippy-dippy, but the better you know your own body, the more empowered you'll be. Yeah. Doctors are often scary because they hold all of this knowledge that we don't. And even so you need what we need to do, like by getting to know your own body and looking (laughs) for fuck's sake, by getting down there and taking a look around, feel inside with your fingers. You can even order your own speculum from a female friendly place so that you can see what your gyno can see. Just make sure to like do it safely. Yeah. And you'll get and it'll get you familiar with the feeling. But even you know just even the playing field so that you know what they're seeing yeah you know what i'm saying it just I mean, it takes away a bit of the unknown you know yeah. just that's where a lot of my anxiety feel stems from is a lot of fear is is fear of the unknown that's why i'm afraid of the dark that's why i'm afraid of being trapped that's why you know what i mean it's mm-hmm. just that's what causes a lot of the anxiety is that i'm like well what if they what if they think I'm stupid or what? I'm not going to call the place to fucking order Chinese food because I don't want to sound like an idiot. And then the because per- I've worked in customer service and I'm super mm-hmm. judgy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't want to, you know, and it's just, I've got, I've just got to get over it. Number two, love your vagina. <laughs> yes, that's important. We know talk of speculums and beaver shots may sound gross, <laughs> but there's nothing gross about your body. Try to, I didn't write this, by the way. This is from an article. Just FYI. Sources posted. (laughs) Um, Try to have happy, positive thoughts about your body, especially your genitals. Learn to love them. And then you'll want to take care of them by going to the doctor regularly. Like, I don't love my Mm -hmm. car, so it's filled with trash. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We've just got to learn to embrace our bodies. We forgot to take his collar off. (laughs) He's my sweet baby. I love you. Please don't. I love you very much, honey. I think you're at number two. Love your vagina. Yes. I mean, it just goes along with anything. Anything yeah. that you actually pay attention to and mm-hmm. love and enjoy, then you put more thought and time and care into it, and it's the same with your body, you know? Yeah. Um, Go to a doc. Number three, go to a doctor who comes highly recommended. I mean, that's how we found ours. Oh, yeah. Because my friend Jess, shout out, um, my friend Jessica suggested the doctor and it's someone she works with and it's somebody that she goes to and she recommended him so highly and every other recommendation she's ever given me has been amazing so Mm -hmm. you know I trust her I trust her judgment 
especially as someone who she's a nurse as well. So especially as someone who's a healthcare professional, like I took that seriously and I'm so glad. Yeah. Cause that's what's so overwhelming. Like just take it from a friend, you know, Mm -hmm. don't get online and start. I mean, unless that's your only option, but like I wouldn't recommend the online search because you just never know. I wouldn't either. Um, And I mean, after I started going to him, I started, it's that thing where you don't notice it until, (laughs) until you've done it. Mm -hmm. Like everybody I knew started talking about how great he was. Yeah. And I'm like, where were (laughs) y'all two months ago? He's incredible. (laughs) But yeah, he's, he is awesome. So good. So ask around, find out who among your friends and a family has a great gyno. Then assuming that they're in your healthcare network, go to them. Mm-hmm. Having a, and this kind of advocates towards women, but because they have, it, it, I mean, if that makes you more comfortable, go for it. I mean, I'm open to both. I'm just really happy with my, with my doctor and he happens to be a man and he's really, really good. So I, I wouldn't close yourself off to both, but if you're more comfortable, just go with where you're comfortable. Yeah. You know, number four, if number four, have a close friend or family member to be your wing woman. Explain that you're nervous and ask for help. That's what I did. I went to my friend's appointment with her. Actually, she went, she went for her, uh, her appointment after she'd had a baby. She went for her like checkup mm-hmm. to see like how she was healing and everything. And she was like, she kind of tricked me into it because she knew I needed to go. Yeah. This is, the, <laughs> this is my friend who suggested him to me. And she was like, well, why don't you come with me to my appointment and then you can meet him and it'll take away that anxiety of like, what if I don't? And I literally, you guys, I was so anxious. I almost canceled on her the night before, but she was like, Aww. no, I need you to come and help me with the baby because Eric's going to be at work. And that's why I went. Yeah. That's what made me go. because she had the pediatric appointment with the baby and then she had her checkup as well and she Mm. was like i need you to sit with addy (laughs) oh so yeah and she was like i'm pretty sure everyone at the pediatrician's office thought that we were together and i was like i I could do worse i don't care (laughs) (laughs) so i went and i met him and she introduced me she was like hey this is my friend she needs to make an appointment she's really nervous so i just wanted her to come and he was like oh okay and talked to me for like two seconds and then went back to her because that's who he is he gives his patients his direct attention and he was like oh great we'll just stop on the way out and he made sure to say something to the receptionist as well oh he didn't let me skate by yeah he was like hey she (laughs) needs to make an appointment too that's awesome so definitely go um and if it's your first time and you're scared bring a friend have them they're allowed to be in there Tell your doctor that the, you want them to be in there. They're allowed to hold your hand. They're allowed mm-hmm. to make eye contact with you if you're uncomfortable. All of that is allowed. <laughs> I love the way they put this. Uh, don't worry about being perceived as a wimp. Oh, Because that's what I would be afraid of. You know? Yeah. If it makes you feel better and keeps you up and keeps you up on the exam table, then that's all that matters. If you're there, you're not a wimp. That's a lovely that way awesome. to put it. Yeah. yeah. It made me feel really brave. Yeah. If you're doing it, like, that's a big step. Yeah, that's taking responsibility. Yeah. Uh, number five, tell your gynecologist if you're nervous. Uh, sounds basic, we know, but um, if they know you're nervous, we're guessing that the wing woman would be the hint. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they can make a special effort to talk you through what they're doing and what they're doing while they're doing it so that you're comfortable. Um, the best doctors do this as a matter of course, but it's just one more, which is just one more reason to get a recommendation, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then number six, learn how to relax physically and mentally, which is different, difficult for those of us with generalized anxiety and panic disorder. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, It says take some yoga classes, do your kegels, get in the habit of breathing deeply and abdominally because the more tense you are, the more uncomfortable it's going to be for sure. So definitely learn how to kind of go to the happy place and relax. Um, Schedule your appointment in the afternoon so you can go to lunch and have a glass of wine first, (laughs) if only, Um, unless you have to drive an hour to get there, me. Um, Yeah. Then make sure you have something fun to do with your friend afterwards so you have something to look forward to. I thought that was a really cool um, incentive as well. Yeah. Um, But also make the pact with yourself that you can't do anything fun unless you go to the doctor first. You don't get to do the fun thing unless you go to the doctor. Uh-huh. If you make plans with your friend, make sure your friend holds you to that. Mm-hmm. And then friends are eight. good accountability partners. Yeah, definitely. Hey, partner. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> how you doing? And then number eight, check yourself. If you think there's a chance your anxiety stems from some past trauma you haven't dealt with emotionally, seek professional therapy. This is not to say, of course, that your anxiety necessarily has a root cause. Because not always, it doesn't always. Sometimes it's just because of sex shaming and things like that. But it's perfectly natural to be nervous about going to the gynecologist with no past trauma at all. But if you have past trauma, make sure you get some therapy and help to help you recover. And make sure you talk to your gyno about it. Tell your gynecologist about your sexual trauma as well. Yes, that will inform their treatment. Yep. And again, they can't tell anybody anything. There is doctor-patient confidentiality. It's just like Mm -hmm. going to a therapist. They're not allowed to tell anybody anything. Even if they treat you and your mom, they're not allowed to tell anybody. And if they breach that, you can fucking sue them. Yeah. And have them, like, not disbarred. That's a lawyer. What is it? (laughs) It's malpractice or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's my segment. Aw. Good job. Yay. (laughs) Bottom line, let's embrace... Let's embrace our bodies. Yeah. Embrace your sexual health. Yes. Because it's perfectly fine to do so. Know that there's a lot of women out there who never experience an orgasm too because they don't know. Either they they don't know how or they're unable because they don't tell their doctor or you know what I'm saying? There's just Mm -hmm. there's a myriad of reasons. It's a very complex piece of machinery down there and we need help to understand it. Yeah. So go to your gynecologist (laughs) and keep it healthy. Yeah. Um, Okay. So I'm going to be talking about PCOS um, because weirdly enough, as common as as it is, no one really talks about it. I actually don't know what it is. Okay. I know it's what you have, but I don't know what it is. So So it is, um, I was just diagnosed with it back in February, but when I was in high school, when I was 14, I went to the gynecologist because I hadn't had a period in nine months. And they were like, well, it's possible that you have PCOS. And they did some tests and they didn't really confirm or deny it. They were just like, you're close, but maybe not. Just kind of keep an eye on it and see what happens. And I, I wish that we had gone on with further testing because I think a lot of the things that I've dealt with since could have been avoided if we had just kept a closer eye on it and really like if they had really taught me the things I needed to do to not be at that point. Um, but, okay. So, what is PCOS? Um, wait, did you say you went to a gynecologist or to a GP? I went to a gynecologist. Did they do an exam? 
Yeah. Well, they didn't do an exam. exam? No, they did blood tests. And that's all. Okay. Yeah. I was like, what? How how did they not spot your other condition if they did an exam so they didn't look? No. They didn't. (laughs) All right. (laughs) That was a waste of a visit. That was a waste of a visit, yeah. Um. (laughs) Glad I only paid like sixty dollars. It would have been free for them to pop the hood. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, whatever. Okay. Yeah, I was fourteen. They probably just didn't want to. If you're a teenager and you're listening to this, go to the gynecologist as soon as you turn eighteen and ask for your annual exam. Yep. And do it, and even don't let them talk you out of it. And if they do, go to a different one. Even if you're a virgin. Yeah. Even if your mom says you don't need to go. Yeah. Go. You need to go. You're an adult. Even if you're not sexually active yet, go and make sure. Because mm-hmm. there are plenty of virgins who end up with ovarian and cervical cancer as well. Yep. It's better to be safe. And it's better to know before even... Uh, sometimes it's better to go before you're sexually active, I would think. Because what if you do have some sort of condition that would make it horrifically painful to have sex and you didn't know? Mm-hmm. They don't know. If, if they don't know, they can't treat it. That's what... Uh, yeah. Our doctor has said to me about like fertility and stuff like that. So like when, yeah. we, when we decide we're ready to start having a baby, he wants us both to come in to make sure because it might be a simple fix, but we don't, we don't want to waste, you know, we're both older. Mm-hmm. So not super old. I'm fucking 30, but you know, like we're, it's, yeah. it's older and it's considered almost geriatric actually in, in terms of pregnancy, um, which is mean, but whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he was like, you know, it might be an easy fix, but if we don't know, we you can't, can't treat it, it and you don't want to waste two or three years and then make things more dangerous for yourself because yeah. it's longer when you could have had all this time, you know? Yeah. yeah. All right. So, um, PCOS is, uh, stands for polycystic ov- ovary syndrome. Wow. Yep. Can't talk. Sorry. Uh, polycystic ovary syndrome um, it's a health condition that affects about 10 million people in the world. Wow. Um, there, yeah. There are more than 200,000 U.S. cases per year. Um, treatment can help, but this condition can't be cured. So, like, right now with me, we're just treating the symptoms because there is no fix for it. There's no fix, but there's ways to make you more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And make things more bearable. They yeah. treat symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. So. So something. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> um, it does require a medical diagnosis and uh, lab tests or imaging uh, tests are always required. Um, it's chronic. It can last for years or be lifelong. Um, and the cause isn't well understood, but it may involve a combination of genetic and environmental factors. Um, well, I kind of feel like it's better to know in that instance, too. It's just like with mental health. Like, it's better mm-hmm. to know as opposed to being like, oh, my my cramps are so bad all the time and have your girlfriends be like, oh, that's weird. Yeah. Or you're, and then you feel like a freak and you don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> it, it's better to know what's going yeah. on so you can treat those symptoms. So then when you say, yeah, I have really bad cramps because I have PCOS and then they, mm-hmm. you know, then it opens up the conversation even more to your to your peers and then we get it out there. Yeah. Um, let's see here. Symptoms include menstrual irregularity, excess hair growth, which is something that I'm sensitive about. <laughs> um, That's why they uh, listed it then. Yeah. <laughs> Acne and obesity, because it, it's really hard to lose weight when you have this. Really? Yeah. 
Uh, so I'm very, I'm much prouder of that 23 pounds that I've lost. Yes, girl. Because it's really hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's also, um, it makes it really hard to have kids. Uh, that's something that really bothered me when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I was younger, like I was, I was 14, you know, I was still figuring out my sexuality and I was like well what if I want kids later and you know that choice has been taken from me yeah and that's rough yeah and like I remember just full out sobbing when I found out that if I had that it meant I was going to be most likely infertile because it's it's just so hard to get pregnant that it's pretty much rolled out. That's true. Though luckily yeah. we do live in 2019 and there are a yeah. lot of options. Yeah. There's a lot of options. There is. Um, so treatments include birth control pills to regularize periods. <laughs> um, a medication called metformin, which is what I'm on, to prevent diabetes. Statins to control high cholesterol, hormones to increase fertility, and procedures to remove excess hair. Um, so there are... Uh, quite a few celebrities that have this but uh two of the ones that i thought that um we would know kind of best yeah. uh one of them is daisy ridley <gasps> she played her. yeah she was ray in star wars um so she does I have love it. her i know <laughs> and then uh emma thompson she suffers I love her too yeah i know <laughs> i pulled them out just for you yeah, um, Emma Thompson has this, and she also suffers, like, very severely from depression. I know, I, I did know that. Know. Yeah. yeah. She and her husband have the most beautiful story. Just read her Wikipedia page sometime, because she, yeah. is, she is a queen. She seems like it. I like her. I can't wait to see uh, her Late Night. Is hot. Oh, yeah? Yes. <laughs> if anyone has seen Sense and Sensibility, he's not Alan Rickman, but the other one. Okay. Who, um... What's her face from Titanic falls in love with at first, and then she's all tore up about it, and then she eventually gets with Alan Rickman. Marianne in the movie. What's her name? Kate. Kate Winslet. Shit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so it is a leading cause of female infertility, like I said, and is responsible for a number of symptoms that can affect the body physically and emotionally. So, you know, it's very taxing on your physical health yeah. as well as your mental health, and it's just. And especially because people aren't talking about it and you don't know. Yeah. Like, it, you, a lot of people just kind of feel like they're suffering from it alone because no one knows what it is, which is ridiculous considering the amount of people well, that yeah, have it. Yeah, because nobody wants to talk about anything. Yeah. Yep. Stop worrying about being ladylike and fucking talk about things. Yeah. Somebody at work asked me today, like, what my surgery was going to be. And I was. That's and, rude. But well, well, I mean, she's one of my regulars oh, okay. that I really like, and I, I told her, it wasn't just a straight like, up stranger." Yeah, no. Oh, okay. And um, like I told her, and I was like, "Yeah, it might be a little TMI," but and she was like, "No, it's fine." I asked. Yeah. She's like, and I mean, it's a thing; it happens, and yeah. That's amazing. So, that had to have helped. Yeah. Good for you. I'm so proud of you. Oh, thank you. I've had a big week. You have. <laughs> Big, big week. Um, so, despite the name, many people do not have cysts on their ovaries. Um, I don't. Uh, it, it's more your healthcare professional has to be looking at the numbers. Um, it is good to, like, look at your ovaries, but you're not always going to have cysts. You're not going to be able to tell. Um, in 2013. That's amazing. And then, it's yeah. a condition <laughs> called, what is it? Polycystic? 
probably and you might not have cysts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's real fun. It's a disease where you could have it, but you don't. But you still have it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, goodness. sometimes you have it, but you might not. <laughs> You could have it, but it but just isn't th- but, what it says. Yeah, but you still have it. <laughs> God. That was real fun to find out. It's so complex. Cause, yeah, because they, they called me after we did my ultrasound because they couldn't do it vaginally. Yeah. Um, And they were like, yeah, it looks fine. <laughs> and then I had my appointment with my um, endocrinologist and he was like, yeah, so you have PCOS. <laughs> it's like, fun fact. You don't have cysts, but you still have it. Um, In 2013, an independent panel of experts recommended to the National Institutes of Health that the name be changed because the name is confusing and hinders patient care and research efforts. Yeah. Because, like, if you hadn't followed up with a specialist, you wouldn't Mm -hmm. you wouldn't have been diagnosed. Yeah. Yeah, like you have, sometimes you have to go to a bunch of different and doctors. Not everybody has health insurance that will cover yeah. something like that. Like, yeah. That, yeah, they should change the name because that's super confusing and stupid. Yeah, it, <laughs> it does hinder patient care. It like, if I, if I had known, like, if they had done a little more research and given a little bit more effort mm-hmm. when I was 14, I probably could have been diagnosed with this then and I wouldn't be having half the issues I'm having now. Right. Exactly. Like, so I'm a little mad. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> especially when then you're like your health. Nothing against your mother at all, but like your healthcare wasn't in your hands, and you didn't yeah. know. So what? What were you gonna do? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The best thing that I can suggest is doing the blood tests. Yeah. And being a hundred percent honest with your doctor. That is the best thing that you can do. That's what we're gonna hammer home in yes. every episode is tell your doctor everything. <laughs> yes. Do not h- try to hide it because there's no sense in that. Yes. Um it it I mean, doesn't don't get take anybody up all their time telling them your whole life story, but like be concise yeah. and tell them what's going on. Yeah. And it doesn't do anybody any good for you to pay them to tell them that you're fine when you're really not. Yeah. That's a waste of money. It's a waste of your time and theirs. And their time is valuable. And so is yours. Yeah. Life's too short to walk through it feeling like shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So um, there are three hormones that are involved. Um, So you've got androgens. just slurped into the microphone. (laughs) God damn it, Carrie. Like a piece of shit. I'm sorry. (laughs) Was that ASMR for anybody? (laughs) I did it the first episode, and I had to cut it out because it sounded like a fart. <laughs> just fart right yeah, into just, the microphone. Yeah. Thank you. That's what it sounded like. It sounded like I bare-ass <laughs> farted into the microphone, and I was like, oh, God. <laughs> Mute. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> um, you you going to be okay? Uh-huh. Okay. We've been so, recording for two hours. I'm tired. I'm sorry. I'm so sick. It's fine. Um, I'll try to hurry. <laughs> no, don't worry. No, don't worry about it. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just loopy. I'm on a lot of drugs. And tequila. Fair enough. <laughs> Shh. All right. Don't tell my so- doctor. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Okay, so all females make these. Um, they're referred to as male hormones. Um, but there are often higher levels of androgens in women with PCOS. So the excess um, hormones are produced mostly by the ovaries, but the adrenal glands can also be involved. Um, 
Alrighty, so uh, these are responsible for many PCOS symptoms, including acne, unwanted hair, thinning hair, and irregular periods. So insulin is another big one. That's how they found out about mine, because I have a history of diabetes in my family, and they were like, why the fuck is your insulin so high? Mm, so they were already looking for <laughs> so, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what um, the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. What the honey, fuck, Kay? <laughs> honey, you in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's why I had to go to a specialist. <laughs> They were like, the, the, the fuck, like, you're, you're telling us all of this and we don't know how to deal with all of it. So we have to send you to a specialist for part of it. Yes. Yeah. That was a fun first appointment. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. You came out so confused. You came yeah. over here to record afterwards and you're just like, so like, how was your appointment? You were like, so it was a lot. <laughs> I have to have surgery. Yeah. I might I've have to go it. see a specialist. I might have this other thing. We've got to get this under control. And yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was real fun. But I feel like you felt better after it because yes. you understood why you were feeling the way you'd been feeling for so long. And yeah. you had an explanation for why things were hurting and why things were, why you had a hard time losing weight and like why yeah. you felt bad all the time. Absolutely. Like why you felt sick. And Yeah. Yeah. So I do I do feel much better because I went. Um, it's worth the hassle. Yeah. yeah. It's it's been a whirlwind of a year so far, but it has been one of the best years because I'm able to get things fixed. Yeah. I'm in a position where I can pay to get them fixed, mm-hmm. which is really nice. Um well, I mean, I'm I'm not saying that to say that I'm making a whole bunch of money no. because I'm not, <laughs> but I'm finally shit yeah. Poor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I'm finally like making enough money that i can pay it off as i go you know if you'd like to support us on patreon yes please you can find us at www.patreon.com slash talk crooked you can donate in increments of one dollar a month five dollars a month fifteen dollars a month or no ten dollars a month then fifteen dollars and then 25 yes and there are lots of prizes and we're working on a lot of content yes for our patreon subscribers if you want to Head on over there. We're going to have some exclusive content where I get really fucking drunk and Kay tells me a ghost story and I shit my pants. That's going to be awesome. <laughs> oh, We've got yes. some really cool other things planned that I'm just going to tease here yeah. and not tell you yet. But that was a good little, <laughs> just a quick little shameless plug where we beg for money. We ain't too proud. We're, just, yeah. <laughs> we're dirt fucking poor and we'd like to do this for a living. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I have surgeries to pay for. Yes. So. <laughs> we got bills to pay. We yeah. got mouths to feed. Ain't nothing in this world for free. <laughs> oh my goodness. Just to quote a local band. <laughs> Alrighty. So um, insulin. This hormone allows the body to absorb glucose um, into the cells for energy. In PCOS, the body isn't as responsive to insulin as it should be. And this can lead to elevated blood glucose levels and cause the body to make more insulin. See, I didn't know that that was a condition that could... That's the, that it's similar to diabetes in that way. Yeah, That's yeah. so fascinating. I was talking to the lady at the hospital because I had to call and kind of do my pre-whatever um, before my your pre-op. Pre- your pre-whatever. My pre-op before my pre-op. <laughs> your pre-pre-op. Happy Christmas Eve, Eve. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I love Phoebe. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I need to take my medicine with me on Monday. Oops. Squirrel. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, Maybe but, this year I can tell Ben about the Christmas skull and how people die. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> oh 
Okay. But anyway, I was telling her, I was like, yeah, I'm on metformin. She's like, so you're diabetic. And I'm like, no. <laughs> Thank you for assuming, but no. You know <laughs> I have PCOS. You know what assuming does. Yeah, it makes an ass out of you. <laughs> right? Dad jokes. Hashtag dad jokes. <laughs> Hashtag it's funny. Yes. <laughs> Hashtag we're funny to each other. <laughs> That's a really ha- long one. <laughs> Hashtag you're probably annoyed. <laughs> 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 but we're drunk, so get over it. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Hashtag um, no fucks. <laughs> um, but fun fact, having too much insulin can cause the body to make more androgens, which just it's a perpetuating so it's just cycle. A cycle. Yeah. yeah. Um, um, and then the third one is progesterone, and this mm-hmm. is the one that contributes to irregular periods. So, um, I'm going to talk about the symptoms now. Um, so they may begin shortly after puberty, but can also develop during the later teen years and early adulthood. So just real quick, I'm going to interrupt you for just a second, if that's okay. okay. I'm so sorry. Um, we're not a medical podcast and we know that. But it's important to talk about these kinds of things because maybe you're not comfortable talking to your friends about it and that's fine, but we want to be your friends. And yeah. so let us be here for you. And you, maybe you hear, we're going to do several episodes like this. I'd like to make this a series, to be honest with you. We can do it for dudes too. I don't know anything about it. So whatever, that'll mm-hmm. be an adventure. But you know, like we, if you, maybe you hear something that sounds familiar for you yourself personally, maybe you just take this information in and then later on your friend complains about their pain being so much or you know maybe maybe you hear something from your friend and you can say oh that kind of sounds like this condition i heard about maybe you should go to the doctor you see what i'm saying it's just Mm -hmm. getting we're just we just want to get those the conversation started so that you can then either the knowledge so that the knowledge can help you in some way be it through your through you helping your friends or from it helping you directly or something like that yeah, and all the information that we're giving you, we found online. Yes. And, like, I, I do have this disease, but it's different for everybody. It's absolutely different and, for everybody. Yeah, and the, like, I can only talk about my personal experience with it, and I'm trying to ca- kind of give you an overview of what it is, like a blanket Just statement, really. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of this information that I got is from... um. It's a it's a website just by PCOS well, professionals. Well, and sometimes you and may not even know to Google it because yeah. you don't know that it exists. Yeah. The only reason I kind of had heard of it was because I, my husband and I have been talking about having a baby, and so mm-hmm. I have a fertility app, and it popped up and said it pops up a lot and says like, do you have you ever been diagnosed with PCOS? Have you ever been diagnosed with endometriosis? And I didn't know what either of those things were. Mm-hmm. Because I hadn't been to the gynecologist in seven years. And yeah. <laughs> um, so, of course, I mean, I said no, but that's the only, you said you had PCOS and I, that's the only association I had with it. So, mm-hmm. like, if you, like, if we had been talking and and you had said, like I said, when we, and I've said this in a previous episode, like, the only reason you knew that the painful sex thing was an issue was because I'd seen some commercial and was like, and you, you felt brave enough to open up and talk to me about it. And I was like, that's not normal. Go see a doctor. Yeah. You know? They can fix that for you. Yeah. You know what and I mean? And that's the only reason I can yeah, get it fixed like because I I spoke up about it. Because that commercial helped me give me the confidence to know, like gave me a little bit of knowledge to be like, oh, that's a thing. Yeah. So we're, I'm just saying like we're not trying to be like super medical. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, no. But there are applications to this knowledge and we just want to make sure everyone feels empowered to support each other. Yeah. 
Because symptoms may be attributed to other causes or go unnoticed, PCOS may go undiagnosed for some time. Um, people with PCOS typically have irregular missed periods as a result of not ovulating. Um, oh, and although shit. not ovulating, yeah. yeah, yeah, it's real fun. That makes me feel like your body just feels that just fills with eggs. <laughs> Sorry to put that mental image in your head. That's like when people have vasectomies. It makes me feel like their ball sack just fills with sperm. Oh, gross! Because <laughs> they suffer the the spermy tubes, yeah, the vas deferens or whatever. Like, <laughs> and and I just want to kind of interrupt myself here. Um, I feel pretty was so important to me because yeah. a lot of my insecurities stem from a lot of these symptoms. Mm-hmm. And go watch that movie; it is incredible. Um, suffer through the secondhand embarrassment because yeah. it is real, but it's real good. It is. Um, okay, so other symptoms include weight gain. Um, half of about half of people with PCOS will have weight gain and obesity that is difficult to manage. Um, fatigue. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Many people with this disorder report increased fatigue and low energy. Um, related issues such as poor sleep may contribute to the feeling of fatigue. Mm. I have really bad PTSD. So that's where my fatigue from not being able to sleep because of that, that's... It makes it worse and just exasperates yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, so I didn't think to tell my gynecologist that, right? you know. So, unwanted hair growth. Areas <laughs> affected by excess hair growth may include the face, arms, back, chest, thumbs, toes, and abdomen. That's so funny, though, because you were like, you read that and got offended because you were like, I don't care about my hair. So it's not unwanted for me. They shouldn't yeah. call it unwanted. It should just kind of be excessive. Yeah. <laughs> like. Yeah, seriously. Um, Maybe you don't care that you're woolly. <laughs> Embrace your wooliness. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, hashtag I hair do... down there, I don't care. <laughs> the longest hashtags ever. Um, but I, like... I've always had, like, weird hair on my toes. Like, I've had um, hair on my stomach and back. And, like, I've, I, that's always made me feel really gross. The hair on my vagina. It's eh. fucking supposed to be there. Yeah. And that was one thing that my mom was, like, really good about. Because when I was little, like, I think it started growing when I was nine. And I'm like, Mom, I have hair down there. Like, I don't think I'm supposed to. And she's just like, you're growing up. You know what's that funny happens. is that I remember telling my mom, like when I was younger. Um, so I remember telling my mom, I can't wait to be till I'm older and I can have hair. <laughs> I can have hair on my vagina. Cause she taught me the right words uh-huh. I, and I can have hair on my vagina like you. Aww. And then some chick made me feel gross about it in high school. That's so sad. Yeah. You're supposed to have it. It's yeah. to, it helps prevent like UTIs and yeah. bacteria and things like that from getting into your into your hole (laughs) yeah but um that was that was one thing that I was able to talk about with my mom and it not be a huge issue like I'm really thankful for that yeah that's amazing um another symptom is thinning hair on the head um hair loss related to PCOS may increase in middle age fortunately I haven't had that yet I did have some issues with bald spots when I was younger really but yeah it was yeah it was weird um that's probably also why that was in there, but I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I'm confused <laughs> by that app. Well, that did um, stem from anxiety as well. Yeah. Yeah. I had a big issue with that when I was little. It was like a big deal. I don't know why it was such a big deal. And then again, infertility. Um, PCOS is a leading cause of that. But not always. Um, like, that's just... But, I don't well, well, I'm, I'm getting there. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting there. 
Feels, Let me finish this, the bullet. Sorry, this feels like a deep WebMD dive. Where, like someone will be like, oh my god! <laughs> Everybody, let me finish the bullet before you I'm freak sorry. out. <laughs> um, however, not every woman with PCOS is the same. Right. Um, although some people may need the assistance of fertility treatments, others are able to conceive naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, it just it kind of depends on your body. And there's a lot of options. Even yeah. if you can't conceive naturally, there's surrogacy, there's adoption. There's lots of options in this world. Yeah. And sometimes your insurance will cover part of that. Um, yeah, at seriously. the place where Josh used to work, they would cover a percentage of an adoption because we actually compared the bills and the medical pills when you have a kid naturally is like almost equivalent to the cost of adopting a child. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's like 20 grand or some bullshit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Uh, there's also acne, uh, mood changes. Uh, having PCOS can increase the likelihood of mood swings, depression, and anxiety. Um, pelvic pain headaches, I get migraines constantly, and then, of course, sleep problems. As so, the trauma wasn't enough. I'm sorry, I've got a lot of puzzle pieces falling into place here for you. Mm-hmm. Is that helping you? A little bit. To know bit. that, like, this coupled with you're also, like, you also then have, so because of this medical condition, you're predisposed to the anxiety and depression that you have on top of the trauma you've experienced, you should not feel like a freak at all. Like, this 100%, like, completes the picture. Yeah. Like, it's almost like I'm allowed. Oh, 100%, yes. Because, like, not only do I have this medical condition, but it's also, it's been in my family for generations. And, like, then, of course, the trauma. Right. (laughs) (laughs) And then you couple that with trauma. The trauma, And it... (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it just, yeah. it all makes more, it makes so much more sense. And it, it yeah. sh- you should feel so much victory because of how far you've come in yeah. spite of what your body is making you feel. I do. And doing to your mental health as yeah. well. Like, you're it, a miracle. Well, thank you. You are and such like, a warrior. And like I was talking earlier, I've had a really big week. You have. Like, it's been, it's been a very chaotic year for me Mm -hmm. um this is the first year that I haven't been in school ever and um that's been something that's been like a real source of anxiety for me um because growing up it was drilled in my head that I was going to college and I was going to be done by the time I was 22 I was going to be in the medical field and that's just how it was that is not at all how my life ended up going. And I moved into an apartment and I I couldn't afford to go to school full time because it was really draining on my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, I was wanting to kill myself at the end of every semester. And it like it, I had depression and like that was a thought like going through my head. Of just but like it didn't the, it'll get, be over. Yeah. It didn't get really bad until finals would hit. And, I mean, you can talk to anybody that knew me at the end of my time when I was finishing my associates. I was a wreck. Mm -hmm. I mean, that was, like, the height of my self-harming. That was when I wasn't eating. I, I couldn't think about anything but everything that I had to do. Because I couldn't let myself think yeah. about 
all the other issues that I was having because that was too much. And so I decided to go part-time and then I got hit with a bill for $800 that I couldn't pay. And I was like, okay, well, I'm not going to go to school. And that (laughs) has been such an empowering move. (laughs) Yeah. And And um, it's okay. Yeah, it is 100% okay. And like last night I was mapping out my plan for the next two years because I am going to finish my degree. That's that's non-negotiable for me. And that's um, a goal you've set for yourself. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely yes. for myself. Like, I want to have this. This is something that is mine and completely mine alone. No one's paying for me to go. You know, I mm-hmm. have worked hard enough that I'm getting grants to go, and I don't have to depend on anybody's money. I don't have to do what my family wants me to do because they're not paying for it, and I don't feel indebted. And let me just tell any teenager that's about to go into college any person any person of any age that's about to go into college do not let anybody take a hold of your education but yourself you figure out what you want to do and then you talk to the people that can help you make that happen don't let anyone sway you don't let anyone make fun of you for changing your degree um when I was getting my associates huh I changed my degree for sure yeah When I was getting my associates, I changed my path 10 different times. And everybody at that school made fun of me for it. I mean, if you think about it, though, it's fucking insane. What other decision do we make at the age of 18 that affects the rest of our fucking lives? You're not even old enough to drink in this stupid kindergarten country. You shouldn't be married, probably, at the age of 18. Your brain isn't finished developing. It's absolutely nutso bananas. Like... I'm going to tell my kids to take a year or go to community college and do the undecided route for a while and figure out what they want to do. Like, don't tell them that because the government won't let you get by with undecided. Tell them to do an arts or science program. Well, I mean, you know something. Yeah. Something to where they can, their options are always open. Yeah. And because I've been so lost because I've been trying to fit into a mold that I thought I should and then beating myself up for not fitting into it. It's just... Like this week, like last night I made my two-year plan and then I had a really great conversation with my dad the other night. And I'll get into that more later, but my dad and I have a very strained relationship because he was gone for 16 years. And Kay and I have two, represent two sides of a very different, (laughs) two sides of a coin yeah that are very different. (laughs) Opposites attract for sure. Oh yes, absolutely. Um. But, like, I was able to have a really good conversation with him. And I faced some things that were extremely scary for me. And I came out and I feel great. Yeah. And, like. So, facing your fears and going to the doctor, taking responsibility, it's all things that we just need to embrace about ourselves as part of life. Yeah. I'm so sorry. We totally derailed your whole thing. <laughs> it's okay. And uh, this is getting kind of long. I've Do you have found much a, left? Or? Not really. Oh, okay. um, I found a really great article that I'm going to post for you guys. I'm probably not going to read much from it at this point. Um, it's from a website called Girlboss, oh, which I'm probably going to start looking at more because it looks really interesting. Um, but this girl on there, uh, Claire Hanoran, um, put up a post about how she copes with having PCOS. Mm-hmm. And um, she talked a lot about dieting. And what I want to say about that is I'm on a I'm on metformin, but my doctor also told me that I did need to like work, start working out every day. And 
Um, I mean, I'm active at my job, so I don't feel as bad that I don't necessarily go to the gym every day. Mm -hmm. Um, But he told me to be really active every day. And he asked me if I was like doing anything to lose weight. And I was like, well, I'm on Weight Watchers now. And he's like, perfect. Stay on that. Good. And I just, I want to say, um, if you go on any kind of diet, it's super important for you to go to your doctor and be like, hey, this is what I'm planning on doing. What do you think about that? Do I need to keep doing this? And they can help you work out a plan. Uh, Like a lot of people are into this keto diet now. My mom is um, in the medical field. She works as a, she's a billing manager, but Mm -hmm. like she works around that a lot. And she's like, the death rate has gone up because of keto because people are not doing it correctly. And it's really dangerous. Is it like a lot of carbs and fat? Which it's, seems like the opposite of what you, you should be doing. I think it's like zero. I, I, I don't know. I'm very confused. Is butter a carb? <laughs> you still don't get that reference. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It just burns up all your carbs. Um, But make sure you're talking to your doctor before you go on any kind of diet. Because any kind of diet can be dangerous if it's not the correct one for you. Um, Sometimes you thing, know what your body needs. But sometimes, I mean, if you have a condition... Like, if, like, for example, yours or if you're diabetic or, you know, mm-hmm. you have acid reflux, whatever it could yeah. be. Like, just make sure that you be responsible. Yeah. And, like, I've seen articles online about, like, the best diet for your blood type or, There's you know, always the best a diet new fucking DNA. diet. Tomorrow yeah. it'll be the chocolate chip cookie diet. Chocolate well, chip cookies always. <laughs> um, I had one day bacon's dough. bad for you and the next day we can't get enough. Yeah. (laughs) Um, But, like, the best thing that I can tell you is just be in close contact with your doctor if you're going to start making any big changes like this because it is so important to have a medical kind of, not necessarily evaluation, but an evaluation of that before you do it because they know what's best for you. Absolutely. I mean, um, that's just smart. Yeah. So they're... It's called um, adulting. Yes. We're figuring it out. Join us. <laughs> um, so there is a PCOS Awareness Month. Um, it is observed in September. Hey. And, uh, yeah. And, um, and it's Women's Appreciation Month right now. Oh, really? Yeah, it is. It's International Women's Day was on the 8th. And, you know, it's, it's a good Marvel month. When Captain came out and we were there. <laughs> Um, the awareness color for PCOS is teal, and there are a lot of different things that teal um, stands for. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think if we like do any shirts or any merchandise, I think that we should use teal. I love teal because yeah, it's one. It's a really pretty color, but it it's, looks good on just about everybody too. To be honest yeah. with you, yeah, but it's, it's also not gender specific. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's also, st- like, it stands for anxiety disorder, anti-bullying, PTSD. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's ovarian color. cancer. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Are you guys enjoying the meeting we're having right now? <laughs> <laughs> Behind then, the scenes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, then there's also some other nonsense on here. It's the color for National Zombie Apocalypse. Oh, my God. That makes week. me love it even more. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. 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 yes! That's what I'm going to tell everybody it means. Okay. <laughs> it represents the zombie apocalypse. <laughs> and Sounds my support good. of it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That would be um, horrible. 
Oh God, yeah. But it's and then there was <laughs> and so um. But yeah, so teal is our new color, Yay! and we need to talk to our doctors. That is the takeaway. <laughs> I love it. All right. Uh, ladies night yes, question. Are we ready to go? Yeah. My eyes are gonna burn out of my out of my head. <laughs> oh, oh, y'all. Allergies are real. <laughs> All right, you ready? Yeah. Four. Do I need to re-roll? Yeah. Re-roll. Seven. Okay. Get your energy into the cards, Kay. Feel the vibes. <laughs> oh, boy. What binge shopping habit are you least proud of? Binge shopping. Yeah. I don't really binge shop. Except for, like, fucking candy. Uh, like, there you go. I mean... <laughs> yeah, candy. Candy. I have gone nuts on Hot Topic. Oh, yeah. Anytime I dip my toe into that universe, I'm like, I want all of it. And then I get home <laughs> and I'm like, hot cash, hot cash, hot cash, hot cash. Coupon, 15% off because you get a 15% off every time you go in the store or whatever. Yeah. Oh, my God. Cleaned that place out this past Christmas. Got oh, myself goodness. some new Nightmare Before Christmas PJs. Got an awesome Harry Potter sweater. Like, pop <laughs> figures. It's dangerous in there. Every time I go in and they're like... <laughs> I'm not really ashamed of it, but that's like my habit right there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but every time I go in there, they're like, would you like to open a Hot Topic card? And I'm like, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> I will max that bitch out. <laughs> oh, yeah. Immediately. <laughs> in one sitting, I can do that. Oh, goodness. For sure. They Me were like, that's too. so funny because that's what everyone's answer is when they say no. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, I will be in trouble. <laughs> it's a fun place. It is. All right. Well, thank you all. Thank you all so much for listening. Um, I know that this was a bit of a rambler, but I feel like it had a lot of value. Yeah. I, I meant for it to, I meant for us to kind of talk about stuff. Me too. It was more of a talky issue i think more than a story oh yeah for sure this wasn't this wasn't like a case or something like that so um we do have some cases coming up i'm so excited excited. y'all it's about to get real awesome um and we're also gonna start like advertising on facebook and things like that once we get 10 episodes out so please tell your friends about us we're trying to just kind of feel the waters right now but definitely interact with us on facebook and social media um, I definitely, this is what I was pulling up earlier. I wasn't being a hypocrite and texting while you were, mm-hmm. while you were on the, uh, while you were talking. Um, I wanted to, f- I forgot that we had a couple of reviews on, um, on Facebook. Um, definitely it helps us if you do it on Facebook, but, um, it helps us to get, we want to make sure that we're reaching out to the advertisers and we're getting enough downloads and things like that. So if you could, yeah. it really helps if you leave your review on iTunes, it co- doesn't cost a thing. Just download it to your computer. And then if you don't want to support Apple, leave us a review and then just delete it off your computer and leave <laughs> us your beautiful review. Um, yeah. you can also do it on Stitcher if you prefer to, if you prefer that route as well. Um, so uh, and also go ahead and give us a subscribe because that way you get notifications and you don't forget about our episodes and, um, all that jazz. So anyway, so quick shout out to Jennifer. Um, I'm not going to, Jennifer P. I'm not going to leave your, your full name on the air just in case. Um, so here's this one. It says, um, entertaining, realistic, great to listen to on my morning commute. Highly recommend. I often wish I could comment and jump right into the conversation with the girls. Can't wait till next week. And thank you so much, Aww, Jen. That's so sweet. Thank you. Do you have it pulled up or do you want me to read the other one? Uh, you can go ahead. And read okay. The other so one. And the other one is from our friend Chastity who gave us our ladies night game. She's amazing. Um, 
I still count it though. So yeah. um, it says, love, love, love these ladies. If you're looking for a podcast that will make you laugh, think, and rage, this is for you. The episodes bring uh, bring to light com. Sorry. I'm so tired. I'm so sick. Uh, the episodes bring to light controversial slash uncomfortable topics that really opens your eyes. I honestly think this podcast will help a lot of people. Go check them out. Aww. Which is so heartening to me. We love you, Chastity. Love you so much, girl. Miss you so much. Yes. So anyway, definitely go and leave us a review, rate, review, subscribe, all that jazz. And definitely always remember, you are not a monster. Hey guys, thank you for listening to Talk Crooked. Check out our Tumblr blog, at Talk Crooked, for sources and photos. You can also follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, at Talk Crooked. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Please rate, review, and subscribe. We are currently a self-funded podcast, so if you would like to donate and receive a shout-out on air, please visit us at patreon.com slash talkcrooked. Eventually, we will start doing listener episodes. If you have your personal stories related to our previous episodes, email us at talkcricket at gmail.com. For business inquiries or sponsorships, email us at carryandkbusiness at gmail.com. Okay, bye.